captured Master Callista, we have been betrayed. The War Master has turned for the life of the Emperor. No, it cannot be. Why would Horus do this? She has fallen to darkness. She must flee the system. Take these four remembrances to Terra. They carry word of this heresy. The navigators tell me the war is in turmoil. We will be ripped apart. We cannot do this. You must have faith in your ship, my old friend. Your service will be remembered. We will carry word and ensure the galaxy knows of the War Master's treachery. And when we can, we will send the Legion to reclaim your sarcophagus. Only in death will duty end. we'll be talking about uh what are we going to do about this list so it just come about from a discussion on a previous kind of list challenge where we decided to try and do a breakthrough style list one that would be very good at defense uh slightly it must be said angled in my favor because i'm a big fan of the defensive list so the powers that be at edge of empire got together to work out the best way of defending this particular scenario. And Rob's list came out tops in terms of its sheer brutality. One that we were so shocked by that we felt we had to share this with the rest of the world. And as a result, a number of people have decided to you know, roll up their metaphorical armchair generaling and take this thing on. So what we've been doing is we've been collating a number of people's feedback on this uh, to see who we think uh, for my section particularly on the edge of empire's end of the year show uh, to see which one of these things we think would would take this on and beat it so without further ado let's talk first of all about the mission so this came from uh, in terms of actually finalizing this mission a bit more exacting came from uh, Lorgar junior who uh, put it on the edge of empire community um, page and the mission that we're going to use for this particular scenario is from book six uh, the excellent set of missions that are in that make up the sort of shadow war uh, campaign if you like and they're really good i really recommend um if you you know they're a lot more interesting than the um book the red book ones after a while they're a little bit more to them and they're, they're quite fun to play and we've used them quite a lot in company of legends but this one in particular that we're looking at is is suicide mission and this is the fourth mission from that sort of six mission set and i'll i'll basically read through it very quickly so um Ignoring the fact that it's a Shadow War role, because that's a whole separate entity that, that we're not going to explain here. In this particular scenario, we're assuming that the Defender uh, in the Defender is the is the list from Hell, and the Attacker is the People's Challenging lists. So, as per all the sort of Age of Darkness games, um, you set it up as normal. So, terrain deployment map. We've gone for the worst possible scenario for the Attacker, which is the um, Hammer and Anvil deployment, which is short table edges going across to get into the other short table edge. Um, and basically, the defender is the person who deploys first, and we've got a deployment map that outlines that, which will be the show notes. But suffice to say, it works very simple, a bit like this. Um, 
there are a number of sentinels, there are a number of troop choices, there are a uh, artillery battery. And the sentinels would each be deployed on the edges, on the... Um, the sort of long edges, if you will, of the deployment zone. So 24, there's 12 of them in each squad. Um, sorry, there's six of them in each squad. They can they can spin out quite happily, covering that area to prevent anybody thinking about doing the old uh, infiltrate, or sorry, the old, um, not scout, the other one, outflanking move to try and outflank, out, and you can outflank and tank shock, by the way, which was an interesting discussion that came up. 300-odd um, uh, levees, basically in the middle as a big blob to stop people getting into the deployment zone and then the Medusas at the back with the armor bane shells 48 inch range strength 10 ap1 like i said armor bane utterly lethal against all all trans all tanks really uh, even with flare shields they give you a hard time because it's two dice added together remember so uh, even with a flare shield taking it down to strength eight which it would do because it's a blast template um there's still a reasonably good chance that you're going to get more than a six on two dice and get a penetrating hit against even a front on flare shield so pretty lethal nine of those and that was where the sort of fun started so the defender deploys first then the attacker deploys and then uh, the defender gets the first turn always um game length is random um and you can seize initiative, which people have used to their advantage in this particular one. The real kind of meat and potatoes, though, is where the, the victory points are scored. So in this one, there's sort of two primary objectives. Um, the first one is the bloody ground, which is the end of every game turn, the attacker. So this is the person who's making the challenging here, uh, earns a single victory point for every one of their scoring units entirely. Not even, you know, the whole thing has to be within the enemy's deployment zone. And you basically rack up victory points per turn that you're in there. Um, whereas the defender, um, at the end of the game, the defender gets two victory points for each of the attacker units they have destroyed or is falling back. So if they destroy you, they get two victory points. You have to get into the deployment zone with a scoring unit twice to cancel that out. So a challenging thing at the best of times. Secondary objectives, though, um, you could get some some points here so for every enemy character killed in a challenge that gets an additional victory point and some people have used that to really make a difference in terms of racking up the victory points as well and execution enemy unit wiped out by sweeping advance earns that side an additional victory point as well slightly harder to do uh, with the way that the um, militia are set up so the only special rule is reserves everything else is off the table so that's the mission the deployment zone as I mentioned is Hammer Anvil with what is very simply put sentinels are the edges big blob of militia in the middle with discipline masters and then along the back table edge if you like uh the medusas right on the edge there as far away as possible so to give them the minimum amount of time that people could potentially charge them while they can still shoot a fair range and basically take things out in that no man's land between the two deployment zones so hammer anvil 24 inches deployment zone for, for each side with a 24 inch gap in the middle in terms of what's in this list, uh, we shall talk through it. So um, slightly changed it from Rob's initial list, added some a little bit of um, uh, bolstering, really. So in terms of the HQ, there are um, four Discipline Masters in one Discipline Master cadre choice, um, all with augmented weapons. Everything else is just saying augmented weapons, I think, give them an extra plus one to their strength. Um and then there's a second Discipline Master cadre with just one in. So basically there are five Discipline Masters. Each of those would go into one of the troop choices to 
basically um, boost them. So the way Discipline Masters works, if the squad fails its, its initiative, sorry, if it fails a leadership test, rather than running, they um, you get a re-roll, first of all, and then rather than running, um, you lose D3, um, I think they're automatic wounds. Yeah, they're automatic wounds. So basically, you know, you can lose three guys rather than losing the whole squad to a run. So they're pretty resilient. They're already stubborn anyway because of the... Um, uh, right of the, the sort of special ability of the um, force commander. So the force commander, uh, augmented weapon, carapace armor, iron halo, las pistol, and here the, this is where the key things are: the muster of worlds. Um, sort of two additional things that are um, unit um, wide, not unit wide, army wide: alchem jackers and cyber augmentics. So alchem jackers does give them effectively stubborn, and cyber augmentics in this case gives them a six plus invulnerable save. So, um, or plus one to any invulnerable save they may have. So the force commander, for example, would be on a three plus invuln because it was iron halo, and the cyber augmentics rule. And then we get into the kind of real kind of meat and potatoes of the manner. So. Um, Inducted Levo squads, so there's 49 auxiliaries um, and one sort of custodian. Uh, they've all got close combat weapons and last pistols, so no shooting per se. They've basically gone for two attacks, so that'll be 100 attacks minimum for that squad against another squad. They've got sub-flak armour, which is basically like, you know, prancing around a battlefield in tissue paper. Uh, so not really much of a save. So they are going to, you know, fall like flies. But there's 50 of them. They are stubborn in their deployment zone. And they've also got the Discipline Masters to, to back them up a bit, giving them an extra plus one to their leadership. So quite a struggle. But there are six of those basically giving you um, a round total of 300 guys to get through, um, holding up that deployment zone. In fast attack, uh, we've got Sentinel Scout Squadrons. So oft, I've kind of overlooked these in the past, but actually they're not bad. So there's uh, you can have six in their squadron, which is quite a lot. Uh, and in this particular it, sort of uh, iteration of the, the, the list, four of them have got um, LAS cannons and two of them have got multi-lasers. But really they're there to sort of block things from charging uh, or tank shocking. Uh, but they, the last cannons, you know, four last cannons, albeit the fact that they are a British Seal 3, means they're not going to hit too often. But there's something, right? And then the sort of real heavy lifting, if you like, of the army is in the ordnance battery. So these aren't the ordnance tanks that you get in the normal solar auxiliary or in the um, Legion of Astartes. These are the tank, the sort of battery carriages, which you've seen very cool models from Forge World. I think Victoria Miniatures do a really, really good version as well. Um, but they're superb, right? So these, these uh, siege guns have this concept of taking breach shells and breach shells are really where these things shine as we've talked about previously they're a 10 point upgrade i think per per thing the, the carriages themselves have got three wounds uh their toughness seven um uh three plus armor save and they've got the, the crew with them again so four of those but they'd also be tough than seven because that's what the unit is effectively um until they get some close combat in which case they return to their more paper-like um abilities but uh there's three lots of three so this is nine of these guys which is serious you know um one of them you know probably going to struggle to take out a single they are ap1 as well so get a penetrating hit you know fives and sixes blowing things up all over the place even your your um beloved um flare shielded spartans so nine of these to 
to face as you charge forward to try and get into a deployment zone. And that's the real challenge, right? Because these things will stop you in your tracks, leave you exposed. They could then potentially run out with the um, the squads and hold them up. You know, your nice elite squad, for example, could get held up and pushed back. And you've only got to keep them out of the deployment zone um, to basically win the game. Of course, they do run the risk of having characters called out in challenges. Both the... Um, both squad technically could give away two victory points in challenges, one for the discipline master and one for the sergeant equivalent. And then for a Lord of War choice, it's got a, a, another sort of anti-transport uh, squad, which is three Primaris Lightning Strike Fighters, uh, all with crack and penetrate heavy missiles. So we know how good these are. Even one of these is a, is a, is a job and a half against uh, a um, something like you know the Spartans or an Arcus. The Arcus might be a good choice because you could shoot them down if you give them the Skyfire things. But you know, Vindicators, for example, they're going to get trounced by these guys because they're going to put a lot of shots in. They're all armor bane. They've got ground tracking augurys giving them um, strafing runs, so they're hitting them twos. Um, and a twin link last cannon just for lols in the mix. So it's a it's a real toughie. But the Basically, the way it's deployed is it can be deployed to stop outflanking, which would be a big weakness of it, uh, getting people in behind it. And it can be deployed to sort of stop uh, tank shocks and stuff. So the the only gnarly unknown about the rules was when I was thinking about this was uh, if you do deploy the Sentinels along the the edges to prevent outflanking. Um, so there's, there's no way a Rhino or anything bigger than a Rhino can get in between the um the units that being in between the sentinels to effectively preventing them from getting onto the board can you still chuck do a, a ram so it does say you can do a tank shock from reserve and from outflank as well so that that would be a really useful tactic if it wasn't blocked um but if you do a ram and you don't destroy the uh sentinel in the in the as part of the ram the vehicle would stop, and but the vehicle would be half on the table and half off the table. So I think that means you couldn't deploy it. It, it couldn't happen. It would either be dest- it would potentially be destroyed if, in your um, ram move, you didn't destroy the sentinel and actually get to be able to drive onto the board. So an interesting one for an FAQ potentially, but certainly um, that that tactic of using these very cheap um, vehicles to stop that uh, in this particular instance would certainly work. So that's how it is. That's the mission. And that's the deployment. And uh, this is what people who we um, spoke to thought they could potentially do about it. And then once we've done that, it will be over to the, the main panel of the EOE. Uh, great and the good to discuss how, whether, which one they think would fare the best. So here we go. So, joined by James, who has very kindly and very much appreciated, given up a bit of his time today to talk through how he would uh, go about bringing this uh, crime against wargaming list of robs uh, to justice with an equally appropriate um, application of force. So, James, welcome. It's great to, great to have you on. Thank you very much. Thanks for that, that intro as well. Love no worries. So, we obviously, everybody's seen this. We put it up on the, the page. There was lots of, for, you know, discussion about it. And 
it's been a, quite an interesting little exercise to do just in terms of because um, we can't play obviously so it's quite nice to think Definitely. about these things so as you've got your kind of uh, strategic cogs are whirring first of all talk us through the list that you would bring to the table to defeat this monstrosity and then secondly talk us through your kind of tactics for doing said destruction so over to you my friend okay um so now in very much uh, an alpha legion style i'm uh I'm, which is the legion i'm using um i'm not going to be trying to completely destroy the list i don't think we've got tools to do that mm-hmm. what i have got is the tools i think to win the mission nice um, so the mission is all important as per the legion's usual style yeah uh, so the list i've gone gone through is yeah. uh it's it's right of war is the recon company yeah um which works really really well with the uh, with the alpha legion and the particular the list that I've taken uh, today, because with the recon company right of war, anything that infiltrates or scouts um, gets shrouded in the in the first turn. Yes. Um, now you'll see as I go through the the list, um, everything in the army infiltrates. Every single thing. <laughs> so every, everything has got plus two to its cover save on the first turn. Love it. And what I've also done, as we go through, you'll see we uh, the majority of things have got Camellia Line. Yes. Or a Vigilator with Camellia Line, which grants stealth. Yes. And that's one of those lovely universal special rules that as long as you've got one of the squad with it, it transfers to everybody else in the Does squad. Does it? Oh, magic. Um, I make use of that quite a bit. Okay. Um, also, transferring uh, the Scout US Universal Special, yes, of special course, yeah. as well. Um, so I'll run through the, li- yes, the list please. real quickly. I just wanted to run through those first yeah. off because it's, so, it's key to the strategy. I got yeah. So basically, the key to strategy is infiltration with a, a plus cover save, so plus two to cover save. So ideally, if you're in cover, you've got the Camellia line. That would be a four plus, but with if you've um, got that shrouded special rule term one, you're on a two plus cover save. Yeah, if, if I can find any cover anywhere on the board yeah. to get into for that first turn, I'll have a two up cover save yeah. out in the open. I'll have a four-up cover save gotcha. for the most part. No bother. Or, or a five-up if, if I've not managed to grant them uh, the, uh, the the stealth as well. I'm with <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. Okay, very good. Uh, okay, so let's have it from the top. So first up from the top, we've got three Vigilators. Uh, two of them are identical, uh, so Rob will appreciate a lot of this, where, where I've got some cookie-cutter units. <laughs> um, so the first two, Artificer Armour and Combat Shield, Power Weapon, I was thinking probably a Power Ball, um, yes. because there's a lot of toughness, three stuff to, to, to run through, and also it gives them the opportunity to, to glance um, those Sentinels as well. Absolutely, yeah, good choice. And they, they've got rubbish armour, most of them. In fact, all of them have got rubbish armour. So yeah. that, that AP's not a massive deal-breaker. Exactly. Um, the, the the final Vigilator, he's got Scout armour, um, right. which the purpose of that is to uh, grant move through cover to uh, to the squad that he's with, because yep. they're going to be doing a little bit more running. Okay. Um, 
it's also a fair thing of t- 10 points to grant me <laughs> to, to, to spend elsewhere. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's also got a, a power weapon as well. Yep. Um, but he doesn't have the combat shield. Okay. Uh, moving into elites, another couple of cookie-cutter units. Uh, two lots of three um, Rapier Legion uh, support batteries with shatter shells. Nice. Um, so, again, these are really useful, particularly with uh, with Alpha Legion, because the Rapiers get Legion Artists as starters. Yes. So they get to infiltrate as well, oh, which oh, means oh. I can pick my lines, lines of sight really nicely and make sure they get set up in a nice little bit of cover. Gotcha. For, for, for a cheeky three-up cover save for them. Lovely. What a good shout. What a good idea. Um, so they've got uh, the regular shells and, and shatter shells as well, so so that I've got the option to either go, yeah. gun for those sentinels or, or gun for those big blobs of infantry. Yes, of course. Yeah, we often forget the fact that although the um, the quad launchers took a bit of a battering in the FAQ back in the day, they can still fire up. I think it's a twin-linked uh, lance template now, and that's yeah. AP four. So it's just going to. I mean, they've got. Well, they're wearing basically tissue paper for armour anyway, so you could, you know, and that's three of those guys? Uh, two squads of, of three, so six, six. In total. Nice. And then, like I say, you can use the, the shatter shells, which are a great, I mean, I think they're a great thing. I mean, I use them quite a lot on all of my armies, actually, um, because, you know, they're sort of basically tank hunter strength eight, aren't they? Which is yeah. um, super useful, I think. I mean, although the AP is only four, but not a big deal but they are really good for tearing through things like um well these sentinels are an yeah, ideal target for totally, them yeah. low, ar- low armor big squadrons mm. lots of glancing hits lots of full points done totally and they are yeah and again they're not exactly the best armored things in the universe anyway so yep tuck in fill your boots and of course a squadron of them you know if you happen to you know blow one up that goes into the next one and you're going to be firing three shots so yeah it's going to definitely do do the job is it, is it, eight, is it four, four shots, isn't it, per gun? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Lovely. So that's 12 shots, AP, so strength eight, with Sunder, I think. It's so basically Tank Hunter. You know, you could, yeah. there's only six of them. You know, if you're lucky, you can do a squad t- with each gun, I suppose. No, no, with each, yeah, yeah to each each unit of those would would probably shred a squad of those, a squad of those. Um, yeah. Just about. get a little bit lucky to do that, but yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you might get able. three of the, you might get four out of six of the yeah. squad. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so then we've got two uh, Legion veteran squads, um, eight men, um, well, nine men if you include the sergeant, yeah. uh, to allow us to keep the, uh, to pop the vigilant, one of the vigilators in with each of those two squads as well. Nice. Um, they're both in Rhinos, dedicated okay. transport. Yeah. Um, because because they're dedicated transports, they're able to um, both infiltrate yes. and scout with the uh, with the unit. With the unit, yeah. Um, so they're, they're both going to have the veteran tactics uh, to give them stubborn, because um, a lot of the plans around sort of revolves around just getting into the deployment zone that and hanging the, about there. Yeah, that is the score those points. Yeah. Um. So they've all got uh, the usual stuff, but they've all we've got four, uh, sorry, five combi flamers in there. Yes, very good. Um, and one of them is equipped. One of the sergeants is equipped with a with a power mall um, as well, just in so case. A couple of extra point, points in there. Yeah, very good. Um, both of the rhinos are equipped with a dozer blade and a heavy flamer. 
Nice. So drive forward, jump out, burn. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Very um, good. So into troops, it's Legion Recon Squad, so I'm uh, compelled to take uh, Recon Squads, which yes. are ideal for this list, to be fair. Um, mm. So we've got three squads of ten of those guys, um, all armed with chainsaws and, and uh, bolt pistols, right. uh, shroud bomb, bombs, and chameleon eyes. Got you. Um, so each each squad of ten marines in that first turn is going to have a, a, a four-up cover save at minimum. Got it. Um, so that's 30 marines with a four-up cover save that's not only infiltrated to get 18 inches away, but also scouted forward six inches yes. to get to get 12 inches 12 away inches. just to start with before <laughs> we even start the first turn. Very nice. Very um, nice. And then we've got a 20-man uh, Legion tactical squad. Um, the final vigilator is going to land land with them. The guy with recon armor. Yeah. Uh, so again, that he will he will grant them the powers of chameleon line. The powers um, of chameleon line <laughs> to give them stealth across the unit um, and also scout as well. So they're they're not only they're also infiltrating scouting twenty men. So that's fifty marines starting 12 inches away from, from the lines, not even including the veteran squads nice. in the Rhinos. Got it. Um, we've then, uh, almost at the end, we've got a five-man um, Jetbike Sky, Sky Hunter Squadron. Yep. Uh, sorry, seven-man even. Seven, wow, okay, cool. Sky Hunter Squadron. I wasn't including the Volkites. <laughs> so we've got five heavy bolters and two Volkites. Two Volkites, yep. In there. That'll do it. Um, and one of the guys is there. He's upgraded for a sergeant to be to get that extra little um, pip of leadership. Yes, <laughs> so that was important. Last but not least, Alpharius, Primarch oh, of the Alpha he's, Legion. He's he's gone big. He's got the big lad in. Yeah, and he's got he's, he's not the the scariest of guys um, oh. in terms of combat prowess, but as a force force multiplier. Especially yes. for something that everyone's everyone in the army has got le- legion and cestartes. Um, yes, he grants everybody in the, the the list preferred enemy, so that can be rolling hits and wounds of one. Um, right, so it yes. just makes your army just so much yeah, more. That is a real. That's a massive. He's a massive force. Most present. Just everybody gets preferred enemy. You know, right the way across the list. Yeah. So, so he is everybody. So useful. Wowzers. Amazing stuff. Okay, so, so that's the plan. That's the sorry, that's yeah. the that's the force. Talk us through how you would go about defeating or at least like you say, the objective isn't to annihilate, the objective is to get victory points. That's the deal. Yeah, complete the mission at all yes. costs. Okay. All one is expendable. Yeah. So um, what so what would you do? So bear in mind so, that currently the defender would go first. Yeah, that's the other exciting part about why I'm using Alpharius and the Legion Recon um, right of war, because Alpharius grants you a CZ initiative of four plus, and the Recon right of war allows you to re-roll the CZ initiative. It does. So. I should go first on a re-rollable four-up. Yeah, okay, 50-50 twice. You know, you'd think yeah. if the, the gods are in your favour, there's a chance, there's a reasonable chance you're going to be able to seize the initiative off of the defender. 
I mean, you know, probability isn't my strong suit as far as maths goes, <laughs> but, you know... But, you know, it's like, yeah, I see what you mean. Out of 10, I, yeah, I think you're first. probably right. You would you would expect, to, you know, if you throw a dice twice, unless you're me uh, or Michael, <laughs> uh, you're going to roll more than a, a, a three, technically, 50% of the time. So, yeah, I reckon that's a, it's a reasonable bet. Not 100%, nothing's certain in this life. But, yeah, I see no. what you mean. You've done all you possibly can to take that advantage away from them. Yeah, so hopefully I'll be able to weather the storm with but really this is designed to get me that first turn and allow me to really get him in, in his face and pin him right into his deployment zone and try and even get some units into his deployment zone I'm first turn, start okay. racking up those points. Gotcha. Very good. So the plan is, so you we could be, so you infiltrate everything. And I must admit, I've never in my life ever come across anybody who's just gone, recon marines, chameleon, and just close combat recon marines. Just get in there. But yeah, you're right. You're basically going to get into a point where... So let's just say on a good case, you might have some line of sight blocking. Um, you could be 12 inches away then from them. Um, and then yeah. scouting would put you six inches away turn one. Well, if there's, if, is there, yeah, if there's any... Uh, line of sight blocking yeah. terrain, and we can get it. We can get in to uh, to six inches away turn one. Yeah. Um, but if if there is line of sight, then it's going to be twelve inches away, with the exception of the guys who are on jet bikes or on rhinos. So the jet bikes don't have scout, obviously, but they have infiltrated. So yeah, that's true. Um, they, they'll be they'll be as close as they can get infiltrating. Uh, the rhinos, meanwhile, um, they've got a twelve scout move. Yes. Um. So with those guys, because I've infiltrated already, so that's 18, 18 inches away, yeah. I then get my uh, nice little 12-inch scout move to get, nice. them, to get them really close up and personal. So, and then turn one. So let's assume that so we'll do two quick scenarios here, just to tell me. Because the, the turn one is absolutely pivotal for this. It's right? massively, massively pivotal. It's all pivotal right. turn one, right? So turn one... You win the uh, initiative. What's your plan? So you seize initiative. You're you're in for you know you your operation annihilation starts. So, so Alfarius. So if he doesn't get infiltrate, which is slightly irritating. So oh, he's going to have to start really starters, yeah. hidden in one of the units, which is one of his his uh, oh, quite yeah. nice rules, which. I was me to play a little bit of mind games to where I'm Ooh. going to where I'm going to put him. I'd probably Ooh. put him in the twenty man marine squad. Got it. But you know, you never know. You never um, know. But for the purposes of this, we'll we'll set in the twenties twenty man marine squad. <laughs> okay, yep. Um, so Just the first in case anybody's listening thing. and they play James in the future, ignore the twenty man marine squad. It's, he's not going to be in there. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Not to give away your, you know, your, your prime prime moves here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so assuming I've got first turn, um, those two rhinos full of full of veterans and the um, and the, those two vigilators, they're going to move in. Essentially, at this stage, they'll be able to move into the deployment zone. Yeah, um, tank tank shocking people out of the out of the road. Oh, nice. Yes, very good. Creating a little bit of space there. Um, yes. Hopefully they'll be able to move into some um, area terrain because yep. I, I, although they don't benefit from the vigilators' stealth in there, they do benefit from the right of war, giving them um, shrouded. 
first so turn. They, they, they'll already still be on a, at least a three up, um, possibly, possibly a two up cover save in, inside the deployment zone. And you could drive those 12 inches, right? And so yeah. uh, we're looking at the tank shot rules, obviously, with this list in mind. And you can go through multiple squads, no bother. The only thing that stops you is, uh, even if it's a potential ram against a vehicle. So, But if you've got first turn and the deployment is as per we've said, you can get, you've gone forward, assuming best case scenario, line of sight blocking, you're basically one inch away from his deployment zone turn one before the game starts. And then you can drive in 12 inches collecting... 50-man squads as you ran through them. Yeah, just causing push, all sorts of havoc. Back, causing them to take morale checks and yes. all sorts of stuff. And if they can't be placed um, by moving out of my way, they, they, they get destroyed. Um, totally. So it's, it's, where he's, it's where his massive manpower sort of comes up to bite him in the back. Because he can't move through his own units. Exactly. Um, so that does that's cause all sorts of bother. So yes, very interesting. Okay, so we've got the rhinos, they're, they're charging in. Boom, yeah. causing all sorts um, of havoc. It suddenly, you know, there's guardsmen, not necessarily fleeing, because the discipline masters, I think, will just mean they will... But they have to get out of the way, right? You've, you've created space and confusion. Yeah, and they'll then continue to create uh, space in the shooting phase by using their head flamers. Yeah. A couple of, guy, couple of guys with combi flamers are going out, to out pop the out of the, of the top hatch and yes. shoot, shoot those out there as well. So we've got three flamer templates each coming from there, clearing a little bit of space. Lovely. Um, and the the bikes will be taking a little bit more space around those rhinos to try and uh, allow the space to get out the following turn. Yes, because that's the only thing. Get you... out when you're yeah. shot. Yeah, and you need to give that give them that space to um, to get out in case he could enclose you and you know kind of force you to stay in your vehicle, which you could do if you could get the numbers. Yeah. But also, I suppose the other advantage of having them there is that the templates from the Medusas you'd have to be quite careful. I mean, technically, if they scatter, they're going to miss, and if they miss, they're going to hit some of his troops. So, um, oh, Yeah, exactly. Very good. Okay, so that's the rhinos. Meanwhile, the uh, the remaining 50 marines in the uh, in the squad, uh, which should have uh, should have ended up around about um, 12 inches away, from, yep. uh, in, in a, at worst, yep. um, will be uh, moving, running their, their max distance, um, Got it. To, to get right up and, and really, really pin him into his deployment zone. Very good. So I should get as close to, as close to his deployment zone um, at the start of turn one. Right. Uh, sorry, at the end of turn one, end moving turn phase one. and shooting phase to, to really just keep him in there and give yes. me the option to move into his deployment zone the following turn, or at Fair. least to not push me out. Yeah, because that's right. So basically, you could be, you could have him, you know, could be an inch away, basically, if you're lucky with a good roll. Um, you know that where he and he can't move because you basically you can be you know an inch away from that deployment edge of that deployment zone line. He's going nowhere. He can't move through you. Um, I yeah. guess he could try and charge you um, if he was feeling brave. But yeah, that's but he wouldn't be able to get out of his deployment zone fundamentally to do that. And like you say, these are quite big squads, so you'd think in an assault, your guys would probably come out best. Yeah, I mean, they've all got their chainsaw close combat weapons. Yep. And yeah, they don't have preferred enemy this first turn. But from turn two, as soon as I unveil Alpharius, uh, yes. we've, got, we've got preferred enemy as well, just making that force multiplier. Nice. Um, the two two rapier squads, like you said, they'll pick uh, pick on a sentinel squad each yep. uh, to try and reduce his um, anti-tank, to try and 
um, keep those rhinos alive for that first turn. Yes. Um, because obviously, the longer that those veterans stay all squads, the better chance they've got of surviving the uh, the, the battery from uh, from the Medusas. Medusas. And the more the more the more those two veteran squads soak up their power, the more my fifty marines can pushing from the edge of the defendant zone as the game goes on. Got you. So the interesting thing about the Medusas is that the... Um, and I'll double-check this. I think this. I think that the um, the armour... The, the armour bane shell, which is the one that you, they want to use, a three-inch one, I think that's not barrage. So I think that it would have to be shooting through your the, his own troops to get to you, which would be a... Um, well, potentially a cocktail already from yes. his guys. Yeah, so basically oh. you would already be getting your... Um, uh, so you, it'd be Probably five plus, and that would be shrouded would be a three plus first turn. Yeah, yeah. If you could pull it off. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll double check on that. I'll have a look at that in a minute. But anyway, so turn one... That sounds like a plan. You know, you're right up there. There's, he's got nowhere to go. Everything is as close as it could possibly ever be, I think, um, in turn one, without a turn one charge, which would be very difficult to pull off. So, brilliant. Fantastic stuff. So, the idea then is you're in the deployment zones. Everything's gone to, to plan. It's just a question of getting your guys in there, staying there, and then, re, you know, clocking through the victory points while he has trouble destroying you, fundamentally. Yeah, essentially, I, I I don't necessarily want to kill all of his all of his troops. I want to hang about in the deployment zone, just clocking up those yeah. those points and 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 uh, surviving and staying in combat to to stop those Medusas from firing at me until and I get through them all and can then start punching people, <laughs> punching crewmen. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, once I've various, I mean, he's no slouch in close combat at all. I mean, I've been on the wrong side of him a few times now, and every time he surprised me. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. I think once he's... If you can get him there and alive and, you know, keeping these guys back, there's a good chance. Well, that is superb. Thank you so much for that, James. That is really good. What I'll do is, like I say, we'll put it to the panel and we'll see what nonsense they come up with. But that sounds like a very sound plan. Actually, the thing I didn't ask you is... How would it fare if you don't get turn one? So the gods of fate have abandoned you. What do you think your chances are <laughs> without now, that? Now there we start to uh, we start to have a little bit of a problem. <laughs> um, now I do have the I do have still all of, all of the cover saves and stuff, do? Um, which is which is great. But he's got two full squad full strength squads of sentinels there with quite a bit of. Uh, and tank, and he's got all of his Medusas pointing at, at wherever he wants to point. Yeah, I would have been hoping for turn one, so I would have probably deployed quite a bit of my stuff outside of cover to make sure that I'm not suffering from difficult terrains. Yes, so it'd be four up cover saves, maybe five up, uh, maybe three up if if the uh, if yeah. he is ending up shooting through through his squads. Yeah, but um, it, it allows him to also. Oh. And then racking up those, those points. 
Very good. So yeah, I think that would be. There's definitely it's, a, it's a key a, role that season. It's, it's a pivot that one, isn't it? It's an all or nothing. It's a definitely. hail mary. I love it. Absolutely superb. Well, all right, I'd James. Say a four up points. So, yeah, yeah, you've got to say. You've got to say that. That's a, that's a, that's as nailed on as you can get these things. Of course, I know for well not to trust my luck for you know, re-rolling reserve rolls. Why have I rolled two ones? Ah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> James, that's brilliant. Thank you so much once again for sharing that with us. Um, what we do, like I said, is we'll um, have got the picture as well, which we'll put on the... Uh, James has kindly drawn a, a tactical map. I mean, this is how much detail we've got into here, saying exactly how he would go about this, and it's very, very clear. So, James Collett, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. I really appreciate your time, and uh, I will. we will obviously let you know how you fare with the with the gods of heresy actually they're far from that to be honest with you the rest of the ed- edge of empire they sort of not even gifted amateurs yeah <laughs> so yeah there you go all right james thanks ever so much thanks Graham. cheers all right you take it easy fella you have too. a good christmas bye. and a great new year oh yeah absolutely you too merry christmas cheers bye 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 Next contestant in the Bring the List of Evil to Justice is uh, a long-time uh, friend of the show and resident of the Northeast as well, um, the one and only, the notorious Mr. G, Gareth Wayne himself. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Graham. So Gareth is a long-time player. I think we've been playing together for a long time now, actually. Certainly oh, yeah. in the heresy scene in the Northeast. And uh, I think you, you, you kind of. I remember playing against uh, your Iron Warriors and being uh, how very impressed you were with those. And every list that I've played against you, I've been equally impressed with because uh, they've always been hard as nails, <laughs> and I've usually struggled. And so. I do try. Uh, you do. You have a certain, you know, you have got your name carved into the naughty list for Company of Legends, which is uh, which is lovely. But so this particular thing, of course, this gives you opportunity to to you know go off the, you know, no, no, even not even a slight nod towards fluff. You can do whatever you wish to un un you know undo this list of hell. So Gareth Wayne, this is your chance now to. <laughs> To go completely crazy, no holds barred. Tell us what you would have in your list and how that would destroy this usurper to the crown of unbeatable. I mean, you say that, but I still went for a fluffy list. (laughs) The the fast-moving pirate list. Okay. I decided to go with Black Shields. Right, okay, cool. Interesting. Um, I saw a lot of people suggesting, uh, you know, oh, chain axes, chain axes, chain axes, and I went, chain axes? crap <laughs> so i went for the you know the reva lord just because you've got to but he's only there just to get it in and uh get you going with the um the actual things that i need the the rot the rot by war okay I went to, uh the gene bulk chimera one which essentially gives you uh plus one toughness and plus one strength on every legion of stories nice it does, however, mean that I'm minus one to initiative, minus one to charge distance and run distance. Okay. So I am losing a bit on the charge, which I generally, when I was looking at the map, I was worried about because it means I probably can't make that first turn charge unless the uh, co- they come out to me anyway. But anyway, went with the Reaver Lord, got the two Black Shield Marauder squads, five men in uh, 
rhinos. Okay. Yeah. I gave them some chain axes just because, and, you know, they're, they're basically my tax squad. Gotcha. Yep, yep, I see. And so then like the, troop, the troop tax squad. Yeah, got to have them. Yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, I, I had something better in mind. I decided to go with another... For the rest of my troops, I'll go with four squads, exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Eight hussars. Right, so this is interesting. So this is the new... Well, I say new, new for me anyway. The mm. new uh, bike squads that uh, are in book nine. Yeah, they are terrifying. <laughs> Okay, I've ignored them because obviously they're bikes and they kind of just, I just kind of, you know, my brain just skips past that bit looking for a decent tank. So yes. come on to how you're going to use them. But you've got four squads of these and these are all kind of identical. Yes, exactly the same. It's just the sergeant, which they get automatically. Like, yep. Not even like the Outriders where if you're great or anything like that. You just get a sergeant, stick a, stick a melter bomb on him in case he needs it and give him seven mates. Right, okay. They've all, they've all, they all come stand with a twin-link boulder. Yep. Why not? To, Why not? To, uh, and, you know, the T5. Toughness five. Field beat, they become toughness six. Ooh. So, you know, I've got four eight-man <laughs> squads of toughness six troops. Nice. That's a challenge. Yeah. Well, especially as when you're a... A militiaman, <laughs> to, you know. First, you've got a hit, yep. and then you've got a wound on sixes. Yes, doesn't basically. matter if shooting or yep. charging. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're wounded on sixes. And I was looking at the rules for the map, and and basically they need to make me fall back or kill my units. So I was That's like, correct. Let's make myself unkillable. <laughs> Very good. So there's 20, was it four of these? So that's 24 in total of these bikes. Yep. Coming at you, 12-inch move, toughness six, like you said. The majority, the, the, the certainly the levy squads, they're wounding on sixes, regardless whether they're shooting their pistols or yep. trying to close combat you. And as for the, uh, for, for the artillery, which was going to be the... Yep, that's a problem. You're clearly looking at it and you're like, ooh, that's the, that's the big nasty. Well, I'm just going to look at it and go, well... I can get, you know, it's, it's only three small pie plates. It and is, per, per, yeah. I'm going to get some, I'm not going to die. I'm with if you. I'm in combat, I'm not going to die. That is true. Because Hussars, for some stupid reason that <laughs> I absolutely love, were given um, a hit and run. Which is exactly what you want against a squad that's yeah. trying to tar pit you. Yeah. So I'm going to charge. I'm going to survive two turns of combat because I can't be killed. Then I'm going to jump out. I'm going to shoot. And I'm going to charge again. I don't it's really care. Repeat. Yeah. All, all I care about at this point is, <laughs> can I push my way into the deployment zone? Yes. And if not, do I get into combat and then just go, right, I challenge? Of course. Refuse if you refuse if you want. That's fine. Yeah. I can't sweeping advance with the with the black shields with the climate. Oh. Got you. But I don't care if you have to run away because you can't go anywhere. That is true. They can't. You're destroyed. They, they are stuck, I guess, because insofar yeah. as yeah, you're right. Um, 
that could be a disadvantage for them. They can't flee through their own troops. Yeah. And there's going to be a load of troops there to flee that they'll ha- that will block them potentially unless some clever deployment allowing for some sort of funneling potentially. But then, of course, you then run the risk of giving a nice channel for something else to drive through to get to the Medusas, which is the thing that's probably that defensive list yeah. pivots on. So we've got the two uh, rhinos with the five-man tax squads. We've got mm. the... Um, uh, the f- four Hazar squads Hazar mm-hmm. driving at you. What else have we got? Uh, I mean, Any- I then I decided it's just in case, just in case there was some <laughs> absolute mental way that they deployed themselves and they were like, I'm going to push forward. I'm going to get everything up to the line and be able to try and range you, I thought, I'll stick a tarantula sentry gun battery in there, just so that if I need to, I can go, okay, I am going to stay in reserve. Right. So I'll put everything in, so I'll put basically everything in reserve, and I'll just have two rhinos <laughs> and a sentry battery <laughs> placed down, going, we are hidden, and you aren't killing us. Because all you'll be able to... You can place it well enough that you're only going to be able to uh, get it with the um, with the the mortars, and they're not going to actually do the job. No, nope, the strength five because they can't fire indirectly as well. Um, but the, strength, the strength, the strength ten. No, the, yeah, the, but they're um, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, they're direct firing those ones. Yeah, but uh, you know they're, they're 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 trying to get they're trying to get in, but they can't. But anyway, that that's what that that was why the tarantula sentry gun battery in there just a bit of uh, insurance and gotcha. then I did uh, you know two two nine man squads of actually it might be two ten man no no it was two nine man squads of uh, space marine sky hunters of course, of course. Uh, obviously they'll each have three Volkai culverins in them <laughs> yep I don't think they come with anything else but I, I have heard of other things yeah, allegedly they do have multi-melters I believe yeah, I've heard something about <laughs> melters or plasma. It, it, it all seems very <laughs> Right. So how many is that? Was that two of those, did you say? Two squads of them. So that's 20 jet bikes. Well, uh, 18. 18, sorry. 18 months. Yeah. But, wow. uh, yeah, it's the, the, they are 36-inch range, so I can, no matter what, stay out of range of these backline uh, mortars and cripple them. You mean. Yeah, so if, if the the troops move forward, because the, the the mortars have got a 48-inch range, because they're slightly better, weirdly enough, for the mm-hmm. militia. Um, but you're right, you can still kind of out keep out of the way of those with those yeah. bikes and still shoot the front line of troops to thin them down some. Should be able to get the second line of troops as well. I would have thought that would be reasonable. So I could uh, be shooting the second-line troops while I'm trying to charge the first-line troops. Yep, gotcha. And, of course, he's going to have to then target priority check because he's going to want to take the Hussars out first because they're going to be right in his grill, turn two for the charge. So, Or even turn one. No, you can't do a turn one charge. Could you? Technically, Uh, I suppose you could with a bit of luck. I know. Probably be. Because you, you know the, the, the automatic thing when you see a list like that is, all right, I need to push out of my deployment zone yeah. and stop them getting in. Well, no, you don't. You can yeah. pull back and give me room, or you can push forward and let me start gaining points. 
Yeah. I'll wipe a squad to the point where I can try and get a challenge in. Nice. Every single, I will kill forty-nine militia just to go <laughs> challenge and get the get the victory point for the yep. um the, the the killing a character in a cha- challenge right. thing. Awesome, fantastic. So is that your lot? No, then I oh. um <laughs> I did the thing that I'd always wanted to do because I honestly I saw it in the list and I was just like I love it, but it's too simple. Go on. The three, the three Primaris Lightnings. Of nice. Course. Of course. I'm going. I'm going for something fast and piratey. But then I was like, oh, but Krakens, you know, they're they're really great. But I've got nothing to use them on. Yep. That's eh, true. Okay. Sun Furies. Great choice. Yeah. Now that is a good choice against them, isn't it? AP three yeah. uh, large blast, I believe. Sun Furies. Uh, large blast AP three. I think they're only strength six, but um, yeah, that's more than know, enough. Yeah, given how up everything's going to be. Got you. Fly in, shoot the crap out of stuff, mm. and then use those. Um, you can also then engage his own lightnings in a bit of an aerial duel, should you so wish. I'm going to lose my lightnings, but those crack those those three lightning crackens are going to come on and go. What do we shoot these Krakens at? That is true. Well, we'll kill some. They're going to kill some flyers. Yeah. Do they waste them on the flyers, or do they then start? Yes, I see what you mean. Yep. Good point. Wow. And but, you know, fantastic choices. Maybe my flyers just drop their sun furies and immediately try to leg it off the table. Exactly. Job done. Once the once that payload's delivered, basically they're just kind of hanging around with a single lascan after that anyway. So, yeah, might get lucky. Wow, that is a list and a half. So really surprising, actually. And actually, you know what? If you put that in, I wonder whether if anybody saw that in an event, that would mm. even raise an eyebrow. Because I would look at that and go, oh, it's just bikes. No problem. Bikes. We have bikes all the time. There's yep. some hidden there's some hidden nastiness in there that I must admit I hadn't considered. Toughness 6 being one of them because of the um, Chimera upgrade. Yeah. It's the, it's the, because re- this is all comes from a list where it's a little tamer not by a lot and the two black shield squads essentially come in uh dread close right and it was meant um, to you know it's a it's it's a fall into chaos space marine warband during the heresy and i was like oh i love that and i just adapted it a bit that is great that's a really great yeah i mean you, you've got a theme i don't believe it you've got a theme and it's really powerful as well it's a, fluff, I, it's a fluffy list how have i it's incredible. It is <laughs> incredible. Wow, we really are in the ro- the realms of 2020. Not that you ever don't do fluffy lists. I just want to be absolutely clear. Okay? Yeah. That's very unfair. Uh, every list I've ever done has been fluffy. It totally has. I will very <laughs> not 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 friendly, but <laughs> so that's the plan, right? So basically, step forward, dodge the artillery turn one. The last cannons from the um, sentinels. I mean, there's a few of them, oh. but they, they're not going to hit all the time. They're only Blister Seal 3, so there's they're going to miss. There's cannons and, multi, and mostly multi-lasers. I mean, I'm going to lose a couple of guys, and I'm going to jink anyway. Totally, yeah. So you're going to get a 4-plus turn 1 jinking. Nothing in Noise cover. So, yeah, you're right. Even the last cannons, you know, and they're, got, they're not going to get too many of those bikes. So, yeah. If I need to, that's why you've got... Um, that's why you've got the... Melter bombs on the Skyhunter squadrons. 
Yeah. If they really need to, they can unload as much fire as they can into the second rank or even the first rank. If they absolutely need to, I can charge some. Uh, I can charge some sentinels. Yeah, I mean, sentinels are, are basically made of paper anyway. I think they're armor ten. So yeah, I mean, really, I can kill them with the. Even in close combat, you can kill them with just you know get, getting sixes. They only got two whole points apiece. I mean, I mean there's the twelve. There's in the squad, I think. So. I'm sure hussars still have crack grenades. Yeah, almost certainly. I mean, I think they would just you probably. Even on the charge, you, you could probably chance your arm with just volume of attacks for taking off two hull points per one. Yeah. So. I mean, they're strength five. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Even better. So they're basically, you know, causing a glancing hit on fives. Mm-hmm. And they have a few attacks. So, superb. So basically, everything drives forward. Get into the turn two charge. Hit and run, hit and run, hit and run, hit and run. Get the challenges. Get the victory points that way. It's going to be mm-hmm. hard for the defender to get any victory points. And because they're so hard to kill because of the high toughness of the majority of the units, yeah, jobs are good. You'll be relying on last cannons and Kraken missiles most of the time, which, you yeah. know... It's only one model, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, totally. And I'm going to... Obviously, I'm probably going to get shelled once. Yes. But I'm only likely to get shelled once because as soon as I'm forward enough, those... Uh, those jet bikes, they can have a go and a pop shot at the um, at they, the mortars. They totally can. T7, yep. but I'm already strength 5 and 6. Yep. And I've got a lot of shots. You have got a lot of shots. Actually, yeah, strength 6 with a Volkite, isn't it? Yeah. And so you'd be, yeah, that's, that's viable then. And it's a lot of shots, like you say. Well, a great list. Really themey as well, bizarrely enough. I really like the idea of that sort of pirate <laughs> list, fall into chaos, raiding party, bikes, bikes, everything on the move. Really cool. So superb stuff. Yeah. Well thought out, well well put together. Thank really you very cool much. List. Really cool list. So what I'll do is we shall obviously put that to the panel and see what they say. But I think that's a strong contender. And as always, an absolute pleasure to speak to you, Gareth. You have a spectacularly good New Year, and I look forward very much to next year when hopefully uh, we can have a few games ourselves. Yeah, hopefully we'll see each other soon, all right? <laughs> yeah, all right. Merry Christmas, you take year. care. Thanks very much for giving up your time for this. I do appreciate it, and uh, so I'll catch up with you in the New Year. That's fine, man. Have a good right. time. Bye. Cheers, fella. Bye-bye. <laughs> delight we have the one and only kieran hall who has also decided to try and address the wrongness of this list um, by putting a, an equally robust challenge into the mixer so kieran welcome and thank Hello. you ever so much for joining me on this near yuletide season it's very kind of you no problem at all so first things first saw this list this is a horrific list did you think, right, that's something that I think I can have a little think about and, and try to do something about? I did, yeah. And I thought I thought through a couple of different general armies that I thought would be good against it. But as I'm sure you would agree particularly, uh, <laughs> the, the combat filth, I thought the best filth to combat with is Mechanicum. Absolutely. Every day of the week, you know, it's like the it's the finest uh, foil for that particular thing, because obviously it's, and I can't say it anymore. Of course, my, my, you know, I've, 
you know, oh, my normal great. rant is, is gone now because now that I've started to actually collect a mechanical army, you know, it's a bit hypocritical for me to say, <laughs> well, they're terrible when I've actually started to started using them. So Mechanicum it is to bring to Mechanicum usually pretty expensive army. So and it, it's a big old blob of things you've got to get through. So talk me through it. So first of all, tell us what you've got on your list and then um, tell me about how you would go about Un, 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 undoing the wrong that has been done with this horrible list of his. Okay, um, so I've started with uh, Magos Prime, um, and the only thing that he's got is the orders of High Techno Arcana as an ordinator. Right, which is to give him the um, Orbital Strike, which is great. The game. Yes, um, it's a good otherwise... choice actually because that's what I use in my Mechanicum army. Because um, he's a pretty good character, I think. I mean, the ordinate is cool because you also get. So what I've done with mine, although not on this, and it's slightly off topic, but you know me, I love a chat. Uh, <laughs> I've given mine the ordinate thing because that orbital bombardment is a really good one. Because um, he also gets armor, uh, tank hunter, doesn't he? I believe. Or no, is he armor bane? Something like that. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's armor bane on this, and then you can give him yeah. tank hunter if you put him with some phalanx, right. which is a nice move usually. Yeah, that's that's what I was planning to. I've given him a photon thruster as well, forty-eight range, strength six. Um, I think it's lance. Or something. It's a good kind of um, gun as well. So that's the one I run with. But they are expensive, right? Even just a very basic version is still one hundred and thirty points out the out the gate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and this one, I've gone. I've not gone the way I would normally go. Not to. I wouldn't normally go down such an uber competitive. No um, list, and this is designed purely to take on one arm. Actually, so I should I have normally... probably probably mentioned that at the start of the show. This isn't a reflection of people's <laughs> normal <laughs> list. This is purely a, a theoretical, you know, thought experiment, if you will. So, I just want to put that out there. I haven't, you know, trolled the net for the the most <laughs> whack list builders in the universe. It's just uh, this is just a little bit of a challenge. So, yeah. Anyway, so now that I've completely directed your train of thought. Magus Prime, no, nothing special, but you have given him the ordinator for the orbital bombardment hit. Yes, he's really just there to exist as a HQ yes. um, and to hide in a tank, which I'll get to. Okay. Um, I've then got um, four Ad Secularis Covenants. Um, they've nice. all got Carapace Armor, uh, Revenant Alchemistry, and the Right of Pure Thought. So they are all fearless. Yes. They've all got Feel No Pain 5+. Plus. Yes. And they've all got hatred in the first turn of combat as well. Nice. Um, all uh, They're all squads of 20, except for one, which is 19, which is who the um, Magos is going to go with. Yep. Um, all four of them are all in their own Triaros armoured conveyors as well. Great choice. Um, and two of the squads have got heavy chain blades, and the other two have just got their... Um, uh, Laslocks. Laslocks, gotcha. So you're going for a big old. I mean, these are big units, like you say. They're fearless. They go nowhere. They are, as I think has been discussed on the show before, the best troop choice money can buy, That's as far fine. as I can tell. Um, because they are, like I say, you can just make them a big fearless blob, and they are a real tough thing to get through. Yeah. So all of them in the armored conveyor as well, which is a fantastic transport. Flare shield on the front, armor thirteen. Quite a low profile front as well, so it's quite hard to get a side, you know, to get side armor hits on it if it's facing mm-hmm. forward. You see what I mean? That's so yeah, fun. it's it's a good one. Okay. Um, then into my fast attack. Yes, I have got uh, two squads that are exactly the same. So that's two squads of five Vorax. Um, they're just each squad has got a, a, a rad cleanser with them. But otherwise, nice. as they come, but they come with. 
two rotor cannons each and the monstrous creatures. So they always count as stationary, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That each squad is firing forty shots from the rotor cannons. Um, now they are only strength three, um, but against the militia, that yep. is quite acceptable. That's that's so perfectly fine. Wounding on fours. Yeah, they've also like got the enhanced targeting array, so they're hitting on two. So what they're lacking <sighs> in slight punching power, they're making it four hitting on twos, really. I'm with you. Nice. So that's 40 shots Yes. Uh, per, per squad, plus the rad cleanser, if you get close enough. You know, that's yeah. going to burn a big old hole. Even the lightning guns aren't to be laughed at. So no, not at all. Very good. And, of course, they can outflank, can't they? They can, yes. Okay, okay. Cool. And then the next... Part- slot is um, a squadron of three Volterax. I um, find it hard to, 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 to not... Every time I see this, I mean, this is my, the Bane squad for me, but I've got to be honest with you, they are so good at what they do. Yes, they are, they're my anti-lightning. Yes, uh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, they are horrible, horrible things. Um, but, but so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so There's no good. reason not to take them. Really. You'd be mad not to if you had the points. You, I mean, I've definitely. So I've, at the moment, I've got like a Ultramarines and um, Mechanicum, like fifty-fifty uh, list, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm next year. I think I'm going to uh, expand the Mechanicum side, not the Ultramarine side, because I've got plenty of Legion of Astartes, other armies, and I do like the Ultramarines. I've just started looking through the book, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, this. I know I gave, and it's just going to sound massively hypocritical, right? So apologies to everybody who's listened to the show for a few years and listened to various rants. But there's a lot of things you can do with the Mechanicum that are quite interesting. They they are a different way of playing the game, I think. So, But those Volterax, <laughs> I mean, so they've all got three haywire shots apiece, haven't they? They have. They're monstrous creatures. So, yeah. so they can be deployed turn one, unlike the Lightnings, if they you can, wanted yeah. to. Um, and they can fly. Of course, and you know, zoom about um, twenty-four inches. I think for a zooming, flying monstrous creature. Yeah. And you know, if they wanted to, if you wanted to get really crazy, you could even land them, and they can attack in close combat with AP two. They can. So, they've, they've got so they've got the the act blaster for the hairwire shots, but they've also got two havoc launchers, which are a, a small blasts, but yes. they've got two. So <laughs> even for, for the hordes, assuming that either yeah. the lightning's either on late or. I, take care of them instantly which obviously in my head they will do um, <laughs> and they've got our secondary uses as well yes i mean i'm trying to think what happens is it have a launch of strength five is it strength four ap5 or strength it's 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 two it's shots though, isn't five it? ap5 okay right it's fair enough so you're going to be wounding like i say i mean it's but it's two is it two blast templates per shot it is yeah so that's four, as well, so. four blast templates right yes per per per, per one so that will also have a good hit against uh, against folks so yeah doubling up i love it and then finally uh final choice is uh three heavy support choices which are all the same which is yeah. uh, three krios battle tanks um just with their uh, standard lightning cannons right so i've used the venator one because i think that's a great tank you know super anti-tank tank yes remind me what the lightning cannons do because i i've skipped past that in my haste to get to the tank destroying <laughs> so the lightning <laughs> cannon is strength 7 ap3 which is a, a strong start 48 mm, range 48 nice um but it's also rending and shred which is also good but it's a large blast nice 
Yeah, I see what you mean. So that was, that's a good one. Yeah, the kind of dual purpose for this list, really, because I know there's not an awful lot of armour in, in Rob's list. Yeah. But um, what there is, it's the Sentinels, really. So I can use this to, to clear the Sentinels, but then take off handfuls, hopefully, of militia as well. Yeah, or go against the... Um the uh um, what's them batteries the the yes. medusa batteries yeah. because they're tough the seven ap uh, uh armor three so if you can get a shot on them you know you could you could start to thin them out as well which would be really yeah. useful Absolutely. okay that is a great list i like it a lot i like i like its simplicity i like the fact that there's a lot of shooting there and some interesting stuff so you've got a few options there so Given the fact that deployments as per the, the thing that we've talked about, yeah. and the um, he's going to go first, what's the plan here? So we've got a, a no man's land of twenty four inches, I believe, haven't we? Correct, that's right. So um, it's going to be difficult to to thin out three hundred militia. So that my plan cr- almost revolves around not worrying about that too much. So the um, the triaros are really good tank shocking. And my plan is, so they'll move 18 inches forwards on the first turn. Yep. Um, because they're flare-shielded, yep. I'm not overly worried about the uh, Medusa batteries. Right. Because they're am 14 as it is, and they'll be taking two off from the Medusa battery shells. True. So they're fairly, they can only be glanced. But they really are armour bay, which is a bit of a problem. True. So they but, might get. So they, yeah, I see what you mean. You could reduce the strength down to eight, and yeah. and that's that becomes harder. Um, and then um, their what does that make? So yeah, so that basically means I think so that gives them an uh, what sixes I suppose. But they yeah. do have two dice just to give you a little head Yeah, but again, it's a quite a low profile model, so yeah, you have to make sure they hit first. Exactly. You know, hit. Yeah, and four hull points as well. So um, yep. Uh, it's not guaranteed by any stretch, but I've got four of them as well. True enough, and there will be cover as well, remember. Of so, course, yeah. you know, you will get some cover sows and you will be able to hide them out of line of sight, hopefully. It wouldn't be just like an open battlefield because that would be that would be fantastic for my kind of lists, but utterly, <laughs> utterly boring as a game. So, yes. So, I get it. So, drive forward, foot to the floor. Yep. The, um, I don't know whether Rob's intention would be to advance the militia or to keep them exactly where they are, I guess. Keep them I, exactly I suppose it depends. If I think he would probably move them out. Um, yeah just to try and reduce the amount of time that you're in his deployment zone and scoring points. But like yeah. I said, those tank shocking, that is a problem for him. Yeah, sir. What I then, my intention would be is to tank shock into his deployment zone. So assuming that there's nothing been in the way and he's not moved, he yep. gets six inches into the deployment zone with the tank. Yep. So the rules for tank shocking are if you pass your leadership test, then you get out of the way. But if you can't get out of the way, anything that can't move out of the way is destroyed. It is. Um, added to the fact that the shock ram on the Triaros does D6 strength 6 AP5 hits. Nice. So uh, by my sophisticated plan is to drive <laughs> tanks into the infantry. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. So basically it's like a full-on crazy charge forward, right? Hit those front lines, wherever they may be, tank yep. shock the bejesus out them. Like you say, if you can't move out the way they're destroyed and he can't move through his own troops nope. so because the sheer volume of them could be his downfall basically you could start to shred troops as they're unable to get out of the way of these um vehicles and of course an additional what's that d6 strength six was it 
Yeah, D6 rent 6 AP5, yes. So he won't get a save for those either because he's wearing paper, basically, in armour. <laughs> yes. So um, you could do an extra D6 wounds as well um, and just keep pushing forward. Basically, yeah. Now, as far as I understand it, and I'm happy to be told otherwise, my troops inside the transport still score when they're in the transport? It's a it's a hotly debated topic. So this is what we do is we say you have to get out. But I wouldn't say that's the universal rule. But I would say that in this instance, if it was a company of legends, for example, we kind of have a house rule. Just yeah. that you have to actually, the, you can't score inside the vehicle. You have to be outside the vehicle. Of course, in certain scenarios, the vehicles themselves are scoring, which makes it okay. But they have to actually physically disembark uh, and be out to score. That's just like, there is... It isn't as clear cut as all that. First time I looked at it, it was like, yeah, clearly you have to deploy it. But there is, it's another one of these massive FAQ things. <laughs> Just do with an FAQ it would make my life so much easier. But yeah, I think in this instance, I'd have to say you've got to get out. So you do have a potential worry that if you can't get enough of them out of the way, they could swarm you. But then you have got other things to come in behind. Exactly. Yeah. So they're, they're going to go in. The plan with the uh, the articularis is that they they're not going to outlast necessarily Rob's troops because he's got more of them but I am definitely not going to go away. You've got to kill all of me, and I'm feeling a pain five plus as well. That's true. But I think, and I've got a better save as well. So I've got you a have. four plus five plus, effectively. Yep. And like I say, you're not going to run, and you've just got to be in the deployment zone, as far as I'm aware, to exactly. score points. So it doesn't matter if he's surrounding you. As long as you're there, you would score points, whether you had one model or 20. Yes, and that is kind of the plan. So these both of these units I would put, kind of probably on the flanks to help produce the kind yep. of the, okay, the angle yeah, that the Medusas have got to, to get yep. at me. Very good. Cool. Um, the Vorax can then either outflank or they could potentially start on the board. I'd be a bit worried about the Medusas then. Yes. Um, but once they're on, I can, if I put them on, if they both come on the same flank, then happy days, I can probably do some serious damage to a squad a turn, if not destroy it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think actually the Medusas wouldn't be a, too much of a bother for them because they can't kill them outright. Yeah, that's great. Are, are they toughness five or six? Toughness six. So, yes, they can't instant kill them. They've got three wounds apiece, haven't they? Uh, yes, I think so. Uh, yes. So, I suppose putting them on the board means that Rob would have to make a choice between either shooting the, the Krioses, the Trioses rather, or shooting the Vorax, which is always a good thing to be an, an attacker to give the, you know, to make the defender have to make a choice because he yeah. might make the wrong one. But yeah, I see what you mean. I could outflank quite happily. Yeah. Um, uh, but I suppose it's always the risk if, like me, you know, your your reserve roles are, you know, ones and twos every time. Yes, that that's my concern <laughs> for getting them on, and no man look, they'd probably end up. <laughs> never Stuff coming, like never yeah, turning up to like turn four when they automatically come on or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there are also no slouches in combat as well. So no, that's true. If I can whittle a, a unit down, I can potentially just finish them off. Um, nice. Not some scar, obviously, but they're just providing me with a bit of room, and you yeah, gain from destroying units so always helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Like I say, they aren't. They're no slouches either. You know, they could they could make some significant holes into those, that big old troop blob. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was it forty shots? I mean, like I say, yeah, we do fours, but still forty shots. They've got to save. Yeah. And what's the AP of those guns? Actually, it might even, might not even get a save. Uh, it's six plus. So okay. I'm not, not sure, sure what, what the militia have got. Are they six I'm, plus or five plus? I, I think they might be. I mean, they're really. I'll have to have a look into it. But um, I'm, as far as I'm aware, it is basically one step up from you know wearing a bin liner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a quick look. See. Uh, 
Well done here. Militia infantry squad. The levy squad. Oh no, I tell them. Oh no, a levy auxiliary has got a six plus save. Uh, so they wouldn't get an they wouldn't get an armor save from no. AP six. So <laughs> yeah, basically you could just take arm, armfuls of them as, as they were losing. Assuming if you shot forty shots at them, you'd get twenty wounds, yeah. and they're not going to get a save. There or thereabouts. So if if they were both on, that's the best part of a squad, really. And yeah, nice. And then the Vorax, of course, sweeping in uh, or, st- or starting on the board. Yeah, I think probably starting on the board, um, yeah. keep them away from, because I think we've only got a 48 range on the Medusa, so I could keep them out of there. I mean, uh, the Medusa the can't, can't hit you because they're blast templates. Oh, so if they're flying, they're, they're completely impervious. The only thing that could potentially shoot you down would be the um, the last cannons on the, uh, what's the names? The Sentinels, but hitting on sixes. Yeah, very true. And I've got five plus invulnerable save as well. So, yeah. yeah. I think um, you're pretty good, pretty safe there to say that actually there, there's no anti-air on the board until the lightnings turn up. And, exactly right. And, and with me starting them on the board as well, it just yeah. gives me that little extra and I can perhaps react a bit quicker when the lightnings come on. For sure. And again, you're kind of also pulling the lightnings away from potentially shooting your Krioses if they're still tank shocking quite happily. Yes, it's having to divert the attacks onto the Volterax, who are, you know, going to have a little munch through things as well, and also shoot the lightnings down quite easily. Yeah, uh, and then as I mentioned, really, the Krios are there for yeah. either for taking the uh, Sentinels, which I'm not super super worried about, but you can't argue with six last cannons, whichever way you look at it. Yeah, um, and um, then just to, again take off armfuls of infantry with their large blasts. Yeah, I mean. Like I say, with them, you can deploy them so that the, you're out of range of the Medusas, but in range of the troops, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So Because yes. the Medusas are right on the back line, so they've got 48-inch range. You've got 48-inch range, so you could basically deploy outside of their range, but still hit his troops, which is what you want to do, right? And yeah, then potentially right. move forward. Hey, I'm giving you giving you a hand. Ah! Anyway, <laughs> that is that is a cracking list. I really like that list a lot. So my, um, my thinking with the Lightnings as well is, um, because of the way they'll have to come onto the board... Um, I should be able to get Krios far enough forward that he can't shoot my my tanks with them when he Got arrives. Is my hope with my if I can get my angles right? Yeah, I'm with you. But by the time the tree arrows are uh, on for turn two, I think he might be able to land them just in front, perhaps. But uh, yeah. it'll reduce his shooting potential. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. If there was one thing that I would add, this is just me mm-hmm. because I think it's a great little addition is I would go with a um, cyber ocularis thing, 15 points, yeah. right? Put it next to the uh, tanks, and they would then get um, interceptor. Ooh, good shout. So that would be, you know, so that although you would be hitting on sixes against the lightnings, if you wanted to try and, well, it might just blast templates in it on those tanks. Oh, it's not, yeah. yeah, so that wouldn't work. Ignore me, I'm talking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I think it gives it might give a re to hit though as well, might it, if I remember rightly. Uh, I can't remember. I think the main reason I kind of put them in there is I think it can uh, might do something. I think you. Oh, I can't remember. Basically, it's like a um, what's it, Nuncio Vox. So yeah, yeah, but not really applicable here, and you're not really deep striking anything. Um, but it's um, but it's that ability to give. I think it gives them interceptor or something, or you know, you can shoot. I can't remember the exact rules, but I know it's a good fifteen point upgrade for deep striking armies and things coming on from reserve as well. So that might be a option. But yeah, other than that, mate, I think that is a great plan. 
Um, and we shall see what the others say when I talk it through with them. Excellent. Or they can listen to this. But I'm really, really thank you ever so much for giving up um, your, 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 some of your time to have a chat with me. It's been great fun. And uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing you across the battlefield at some point in the not too distant future. That sounds good. All right, fella. Thank you ever so oh. much again. And you have a great Christmas and a super new year. You too. Thanks a lot. Cheers. All right. Cheers, Karen. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Not only have we been having lists from um, people who have taken the time very nicely to uh, get engaged me in conversation, we've also had a few sent through from Messenger and the like. I'm going to go through these. Um, most of them have got an explanation as to how they would be used to uh, wrong the right, or right the wrong even, that is this list. So the first one out the bag uh, is from Damien Turner. So this is a World Eaters list. Um, it's using the, uh, let me get the right of war here, Berserker right of war, um, and has a little bit of an interesting twist to it. So in his HQ section, he's got Khan uh, with Gorchild, so good choice. And of course, any World Eaters army worth its salt, apart from mine, uh, has Serlak, that uh, massive force multiplier that he is. Uh, in his troop section, uh, we've got a couple of interesting varieties here. We've got a 10-man tactical marine squad uh, with chain axes, and they're in a Terax assault drill. Um, then there's another one, um, same again, exactly the same, 10-man Terax uh, assault squad. Uh, these guys, though, will be having Khan and an Apoka 3 join them. Uh, in his other two troop choices, we've got, of course, the inevitable uh, big old inductai squad. So there's a 15-man inductai squad with chain axes. They're in a Spartan. Of course, they're a Spartan. And they're with a flare shield. Of course. Why wouldn't they be? A fantastic combo. And, of course, Serlat's going to join that squad for that lovely 4-plus feel and a pain. Uh, we've got another identical squad, a 15 inductai, again with chain axes, again in a Spartan and with a flare shield. But these guys have just got an apocryphy with them. Uh, in the elites section, as mentioned, there's two Apoc 3s. They've both got chain, chain axes with them. And heavy support, we've got, um, a Derridea, but with the new, uh, air defense missile rocket things, which the rules of which I'm not familiar with, but, uh, I will have to have a look at. Uh, and I'll take, uh, Damien's word for this. In terms of the Lord of War, uh, He's gone for a war machine detachment. Now, initially he put down Onslaught, but of course you can't use Onslaught with a right of war. But what you can do is you can use the war machine detachment. And war machine detachment means that you can take two identical Lords of War um, as long as they're under eight hull points. And he's gone for two Typhon heavy siege tanks with heavy bolters. I mean, why wouldn't you? If you're going to do it, go strong. So that's the that's the list. How How would he go about getting into the into trouble so this is what he says um so the, the theory is and this is worst case scenario rob's going to get turn one so uh he's gonna get first turn um so the idea is that there's gonna be a bit of shooting he's gonna keep things out the, out the way the derridaire is going to ideally be out of range which can be of the um uh, medusas same for um potentially the spartans same for the um uh, Typhons, of course, that'd be the very big thing that Rob would want to see gone. With those Medusas on the back line, 48-inch range, means that they can be deployed quite happily, uh, in fact, in the other 24 inches without any bother. Um, so the other little little nugget here is that Khan does give a plus one to Caesar's initiative. So 10, if you're speaking, that might be seizing on a five. 
which would be nice as well. Anyway, turn run from their attacker's point of view, assuming he's weathered the storm of the shooting. Uh, the first Terex would come up. Ideally, what, what um, Damien said here is underneath the Medusas, and I'm not sure about this. I had a little look-see at the rules, and maybe people will have a better idea than me. I don't think you can do this. I don't think you can put that template on top of units. I think you can put it near units and hope it scatters. But I don't think you can physically put it on the board to come up. I think it has to scatter onto. So these would have to be put right at the very front of the deployment zone or where the troops are. And assuming that Rob would have probably moved out um, maybe six, seven, or between seven and 12 inches if he runs to try and push these big troop squads away from um, the deployment zone so that it becomes harder to sort of get through them. Um, But anyway... That's the idea. The Spartans would drive forward. The Typhons, two Typhons, of course, would be shooting these big strength 10, seven inch blast templates, no cover save, and causing an, a fair amount of hell. They're 48 inch range, so if they don't move, so they could certainly start having a little pop, um, at some big troop, uh, the big troop blobs, which have to come forward, or the, um, uh, Sentinels, if he's feeling generous, or he could chance his arm, bit risky but he could drive them forward to try and have a pop at the medusa carriages themselves depends really uh, it would be a gamble i feel um the turn two of course the duradero is going to sit there and wait for those um uh hellish lightnings to turn up and then try and shoot them down now he does say here that um it could shoot should could, should be able to shoot down two of them on the intercept now i haven't looked at the rules for the rockets yet Maybe the guys at Edge of Empire HQ will be able to enlighten me. Um, but you might be able to bring down two of those with a Derrida, which would be great. Um, the Typhons um, have made some holes, according to this, and then Khan will be able to jump into those holes um, from the Terex, which would have come up in turn one, and hopefully scattered the right way uh, onto the troop choices. And then, you know, you, it does X number of wounds and you have to make a space for it. But you do run the risk of it being completely in, in you know, encased in other troops from the, um, you know, the huge horde of 300. So it is a bit of a risky move. Um, the idea is effectively the Spartans will then come forward as well, looking for a turn two charge if you're lucky and just keep hammering away the chain axes, the inducti, get hard to kill, almost impossible to kill for the, um, poor old guardsmen, I would wager. Um, and, they would make a right mess because they'd be doing a lot of attacks on the charge. The only thing is you'd hope you'd have to kill a a, 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 a turn, or, you know, you have to get through them at each turn and th- there's a lot of them to go through. So you might get from those three, two squads, certainly from turn two, you might get rid of one um, big blob uh, each, but then you could get turn attacked in turn in the next turn and then you're losing two attacks from your inductile squad. So that could could prove difficult so there may be some things there um basically um in conclusion uh damien says there's a good chance of um doing the job i think that rob goes first it's even odds but if it seizes it it will be very low scoring and hopefully he can put put that put him to bed put him out the door so we shall wait and see um what happens is ideal scenario here is that rob can be banished to room 101 uh with a word for the with the ministry of love so there we go very cool thank you so much damien that is spectacularly good actually i just looked at the rules um the yeah so the it's a really cool one actually the derrida one that i've overlooked obviously it's in the new book and you know me if it's not the red book i'm not interested um so yeah so these are the uh boras air defense missiles so they're really cool actually 48 inch range so 
could be a bit of a challenge, particularly if the, everything's down the other end. But Heavy One, Heat Seeker, independent tracking one use. There's four of these on the Derrideo on its top guns. Um, so basically independent tracking. This weapon may fire a different target to that of its other shooting attacks. So basically it could shoot at different lightnings as they rock up. Um, uh, it ignores intervening uh, obstacles, so line of sight, and when firing at vehicles, hits the side armor. So I think 10 on the side of a lightning, 11 on the front. Uh, and it's also got heat seeker, so those jink saves, it's agile jink saves at 3+, plus, ignores them. So I think he's probably right, you know. I reckon he could, luckily, I mean, reasonable amount of luck here, but he could definitely take two of them out a turn. So those lightnings would, well, maybe one, one a turn, one and a half maybe. But yeah, it's with luck. They'd certainly have to, you know, get out of the way, and they—it's it's a challenge for them. So yeah, good stuff, Damien. Lovely, love it. Love to learn something new. And today's been every day's a school day here at Edge of Empire. The next one we have is from the person who kind of really started this off, or at least started the challenge off, uh, was from Lorgar Junior. He's a regular contributor to the community page that we have, and this was the. Uh, you know, this list has come from quite a lot of discussion from various folks. So this is what Lorgar Jr. feels will definitely do the job here. So this is what he has in his list. Uh, he's got uh, two chaplains uh, with the Crosarius Arcanums, both swords, artists for armor, melter bombs and refractor fields. So he's got two of them. And he's got a Delegatus using the Rite of War Sacrificial Offering. Ooh, exciting. Uh, with artist for armor, power weapon, sword, and uh, melter bombs. And that's mastercrafted. Also with the refractor field. So three console types, uh, two chaplains for the hatred one assumes. Um, then in the troop section, we've got an 18 man, um, tax squad, uh, with chain axes. This is worldies, by the way. Sorry. I should have mentioned it. Um, um, he's got another. So there's one, two of those identical 18 man squads with chain axes, uh, a 10 man space marine uh, tactical squad again with chain axes, uh, with a rhino with dozer blades and a pintle mounted heavy flamer. Very useful. You know, we'll shred those militia quite happily. Uh, same again. So um, in fact, there's one, two, three, four of those. So <laughs> from the six troop choices, we've got two 15 man. Uh, tactical squads, sorry, I beg your pardon, 18 man space marine squads with a sergeant, uh, with chain axes, and then four identical 10 man squads in rhinos with dozer blades and heavy flamers. And we've got two apocryphes, one assumes to go with the 18 man squad, and the chaplains again making those up to 20. And then we've gone for five terminators, interesting. Uh, combi weapons, uh, and power, well, they've got power weapons because they don't need anything else really. Uh, four to five terminators in a land raider phobus, dozer blades, pinnacle out heavy flamer. Again, I can see where this is going. Then we've got two Spartan assault tanks, one with a flare shield and a dozer blade, one with just a dozer blade. And then in terms of his allies, um, we've got a force commander with the Alchem Jackers, uh, making, which is bizarrely enough, exactly what Rob's got. And then a bit of sort of tit for tat here, two 50 man levee squads, um, just sitting there doing now. And with an, of course, this is going to be my favorite thing, a defense line and the very useful and super handy in this particular right of war comms relay, giving you a reroll to your reserve rolls, which would be absolutely critical. So. He's gone for the old uh, sacrificial offering, which means all the Legion Astartes have to come in via outflank. And I can see where this is going. So 
the scheme of manoeuvre using sacrificial offering goes like this. He'll go second, as per the mission rule, so he doesn't intend to seize. Uh, my sacrificial stubborn militia will hunker down and take two turns of shooting. Fair enough, they're not going anywhere. Um, they are, you know, just sitting there holding that thing. The Medusas can't really range them too much, and they're pretty much uh, expendable anyway. So they're going to be put near his table. So they're there just to, to basically take, give the access to the outflanking, I guess. Uh, the comms relay um, will have a 86% chance per unit to come on during turn two. So three plus with a reroll. Exactly right. Uh, all World Eater armor will tank shock onto the board 12 inches in turn one via outflank. So we'll arrive upfield from Militia Sentinels at a diagonal and shock into the enemy deployment zone. So very cool. Yeah, I get where you're coming from here. They'll all basically drive on. So the Sentinels, assuming they go on turn one, the Sentinels might be able to move forward a little bit uh, just to push that out a bit. But the idea is that they're going to come in uh, at diagonals, the, the sharpest angle they can to get as in far into the um, troops as is humanly possible. So again, we're going with the old um, tank shocky thing. Um the, it might force a break with the leadership eight, but maybe not. And I think with the discipline masters, I'm not sure how that would work. So I think they would just lose wounds. Discipline masters are great. A little upgrade makes them a stubborn squad, you know, very, very difficult to get rid of. Um, the Spartans can snap shoot last cannons at flies if they come on. Um, you know, it's all 50 50. I mean, Spartans, you know, four shots, aren't they? Uh, sixes to hit, re rolling, not too bad. Um, They'll basically have to look whether a turn of shooting, um, turn three, which is assuming is coming from the lightnings and from the Medusas, uh, two Spartans, one with a flare shoot that could help if angled correctly, a land raider Phobos and four rhinos. Uh, probably can't kill them all is what he's saying. Probably. There's also a good chance the Medusa hitting a friendly unit. That is also true, uh, on turn three, since it'll be among the militia infantry, which it will be. It will be knee deep or conquers deep, as Mr. B would say, in that deployment zone. Um, let's assume by turn two, it could be even right up to the back line. Just keep pushing forward, going through those units, pushing them back. And as we've already discussed in certain things, if these guys can't get out of the way, they are destroyed. So very, very useful does run the risk of being encircled, but again, you know, it's one of those things. Um, from turn three, it's cha- chain axe time. Of course, that would be assuming that you, you can actually get out of the Spartans and you're not being completely surrounded. But if you can get to that point, he reckons it, it's a done deal, right? So um, I could have as many as seven scoring units in the enemy deployment zone scoring each turn from then on. And that's the plan, right? So basically seven victory points a turn. From turn three onwards... Random game length, so you could get like fourteen minimum if he if it goes to plan. What's he going to get? Well, he's going to have to destroy some units. He may be able to take some of the rhinos out, but that's only going to be four, um, and might get lucky with the odd Spartan here and there. But even so, that's a lot of victory points per turn if he can get those units into that deployment zone. Um, basically, the idea is that they would then be using challenges to call out these, you know, very, the discipline masters, for example, could be called out. So can the sergeants quite easily. Each one of those is worth a victory point as well. It looks very good for you. Um, basically, as long as two chaplains stay alive, at least two units are guaranteed to stuck in the, to be in that militia zone. So yeah, very useful thing too. Um, basically it's, you know, what would happen? One thing he has said is what militia towards the militia table edge would therefore be, um, yeah, is it destroyed? So this is an interesting one, and it's sort of been discussed. Effectively, you can't move through your own units, and if they haven't, so this is where you may have a line of 
these big blob militia units in the defensive zone, uh, if they fail some kind of leadership test, which is unlikely given the dis- discipline masters, uh, if the discipline masters are still alive and they are stubborn um, and they do get a reroll as well with the discipline masters, I think it's fairly unlikely they're going to be running anyway. But if you can force them to run, where would they run to if they can't get off their table edge? Well, the rules say that they just basically go- keep going till they find a, a kind of area to get off of. But there could be instances, for example, where you, m- models could not actually go back the full distance. So then what would happen? So it's an interesting one, probably one for the panel. There's probably a, a very useful rule somewhere about this um, exact scenario, you know, where you can't get off the board. Do you do you then sort of go sideways? But then if you come into another unit, what happens then? You can't go anywhere. Are you destroyed? And it's possible that may be the case. So, yeah, I like this one quite a lot. I think it's um, an interesting one. I think there's a the, the tank shocking. Uh, coming on from the sides is a really good plan. And even if, um, you know, people deployed out the front or maybe move the, um, uh, the Sentinels so that, you know, in turn one, they kind of move further along, um, to make a, a, an L shape rather than a, a long line. There's still some risks associated with that because you only need to kill one of them to make a big hole that you could then tank shock straight onto the board, which you can do. We check the rules on this one. It is totally possible to tank shock from reserve so if there weren't the sentinels blocking um those rhinos those spars could just drive straight on from the sides into the thick of it all and then you know it would be pretty much game over for the defender at that point so yeah a really cool list i really like this one i'd be love to see this it would be so great to see this one played out if anybody's got 300 militia and you know a, a chunk of world eaters at some point just to see it play out but um i think that's a strong contender I think that's well thought out. Uh, it's a very interesting little list there. So thank you so much for that, Lorgart. That is absolutely spot on. And we'll see how we get on with the rest of the guys. Not entirely true. As always, I missed one. So uh, the next one, which came through from the Age of Empires message, uh, was from Paul Smuddy Shaw. And this one required some reading on my part. So apologies if I get anything wrong. Because we're into Dark Angels territory. So uh, let's go through the list without any further ado. So further ado? What the hell am I talking about? Anyway, in his HQ choices, um, so like I said, this is a Dark Angels list. It's using the uh, Serpent's Bane Rite of War, uh, which I'll explain in a minute. Um, and this is what it's got. So we've got two Master of Signals. They're both identical. Um they have the um, firewing um, kind of upgrade, if you like. They're on foot. They've got nothing else. Um, but obviously, these being used for the orbital bombardments. Uh, the master of, sorry, the firewing um, kind of um, hexagramicum thing or whatever it is, that basically means they have hatred characters. So that's a theme that we'll come back to shortly. Um, he's then got, so he's got two of those guys. Um, he's then got a Praetor. Um, with uh, all the uh, kind of fairly tricked out Praetor, to be honest with you. Artists for armor, bolt pistol, digital lasers, firewing again, so hatred um, characters. Iron Halo, Marshcrafted uh, single weapon, which would be his tyrannic greatsword, um, strength plus two, AP three, instant death. And he's got the signs of that, whatever it is, hexamalarchy, Slayer of Kings, which gives him a re-roll of wounds of one winning a challenge with anybody with weapon skill five plus don't think there's anybody with weapon skill five plus in the entire army but anyway that's what it's got to have 
Um, to give you an idea of the, uh, what the actual right of war does, it's quite interesting and it makes some sense to how the army's structured. So, uh, the Serpent's Bane is Legion Seeker Squads and Firewing Enigmatus Cadres may be taken as troop choices in a primary detachment. Uh, priority target kill list. From the start of the game, the controlling player must select three enemy HQ, elites, or Lords of War choices as priority targets and declare the chosen units of their opponent. Sorry, and declare the chosen units of their opponent. That's the chosen ones. All units in attachment that include at least one model with the sign of the firewing. Sign of the firewing special rule. Add plus one to all wounds or armor penetration rolls made against these priority targets. If the enemy army does not include at least three HQ elites or Lord of War choices, then the remaining units and the remaining units in the enemy army may be designated to fulfill the remaining required priority target slots. Interesting. Um, Marshal of the Everburning Flame, independent character models with the Legion of Astartes, Dark Angels, and Sign of the Firewing, um, which would be all of the HQ choices, gain a plus one attack when engaged in combat with a priority target unit, and forward deployment protocol, which is interesting. Up to three troop choices that include at least one model with the Signs of Firewing, uh, chosen by the controlling player, may be given the Infiltrate special rule, and if, and if deployed no more than 17 inches from a priority target unit, Gain Rage Special Rule until the end of the second game turn. Nice. However, nothing comes for cheap in this game. Nothing for free. Um, the troop choices must be filled by Legion of Secret Squads or Legion of Assault Squads. That's not too bad, is it? Compulsory troop choices attachment with the Legion of Starties must include at least one model with the Sign of the Firing Special Rule. Agreed. Uh, the Warlord must have the Sign of the Firing Special Rule, which he has. This is the, the crux, though. The army using this right of war may only claim victory at the end of the game if all three priority targets are destroyed or otherwise removed from players' casualties. If any remain on the battlefield at the end of play, the Dark Angel player loses the game, regardless of victory points accumulated or other victory conditions in play. The army may not include fortifications and no detachment using the right of war can be joined by independent characters not part of this detachment. So some interesting little nuggets there. So you'd have to choose three things that are your priority targets. So in the HQ, it's got a mark, it's got a, like a force commander and the, um, discipline, uh, masters as well. So sorry, whatever they're called, discipline fellas. Um, and for those who've got to die, if they don't die, it doesn't matter what, what he does. He won't get the points uh, or he won't get the victory anyway, regardless of how many points he may or may not have at this point. So anyway. Master Signals, that's the HQ. In the Elite section, we've got two Rapier batteries, um, both identical. Uh, so three Rapier batteries with the Quad Heavy Bolters, which is a great choice against this army. Six shots per bolter, twin-linked. Um, strength 5, AP 4, it's going to shred them. Two bits. Uh, absolutely. So there's that would be 18 shots per battery, basically, which is very good. In the Troop section, we've got um, some Seeker Squads. Um, eight Seeker, seeker Squads. Uh, all in land raiders, land raider processes with dozer blades, twin glass cannons. Um, they're, they're fire wing as well. So they get the, um, ability to rage in the second turn. Excuse me, or up to the second turn. Um, and there's three of them. So that's the troop choices. I clearly they're going to be infiltrating. Uh, they've got special ammo as well. In the fast attack section, we've got a single Xiphon interceptor. Um, to obviously to try and deal with the lightnings as and when they come on. And, 
with, um, like I say, the ground tracking always as well. So it can, you know, strafe away if it so wishes. Uh, heavy support squads. So we've got three of these Legion heavy bolt squads. Again, heavy bolts feature heavily. These have got molecular acid shells. Um, and there's 10 in each squad and that's it. So the plan that, that, um, Paul has his here. The idea is to use the master signals to drop pie plates on some of the militia first turn and use the heavy bolts to rip into them. Uh, hopefully from the, terrain on the edge of deployment so basically to sit back and shoot them so they're out of range of the guns well the seeker squads can infiltrate or even outflank instead for an option but really the power plates and las cannons on the raiders need to take out as much as possible from the artillery and sentinels and the heavy bolts into the horde with the special ammo from the seekers too um the flyer's just there to take out the air power and make him focus instead of the land instead of the land raiders and deal with the, the xiphon instead of the land raiders so yeah I can see where that's coming from. Infiltrating could get 17 inches away with those land raiders. Hopefully they can weather the storm from the old um, Medusas for turn one. And if they can get them out and get them in there, they could cause some bother. So a very interesting list, a little bit of reading up there. Basically, uh, the trouble, I suppose, would be getting to the HQ choice because it could be well hidden, well in, well at the back. And you'd have to go a long time to get them. Now, technically, you could kind of try and assassinate him via the gift of the orbital bombardment. Um, uh, cause you can put them on top of him. Um, and it would have to then look out, sir. But if he's in a 50 man squad, you just look out, sir, the, the wounds that, you know, that are, that are allocated to him anyway. So there's a chance you could do it that way. Get rid of, the, you know, try and snipe them. Um, going there. I think they have precision shot as well. So an interesting, interesting army so there we go that is definitely it that's everything in terms of the people's plans to uh, upset rob's list and we will now definitely go over to the three wise men of the edge of empire team ta As promised, uh, after sort of hearing various people's lists and talking about them, I thought we'd run past the great and the good at the Edge of Empire HQ after we've been through its AI battlefield analysis to see who we think would probably, out of them, or what type of army more than who in particular, would most likely to succeed. Yeah, so only two of us have actually heard these lists. So, well, that's your own fault. But anyway, I can give you a, <laughs> a perfectly reasonable uh, summation of things. It's worth a listen. Yeah, and you can kind of, see it, can't you? Yeah, they kind of boil down to a couple of things, really. And there were a couple of very distinct tactics that came to play. The first one really was that a lot of people were very much um, angling for tank shock as a way to punch through the lines. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the probably the most popular not though not the only but certainly the most popular way to try and score points so pretty much every list uh, everybody you spoke to mentioned tank shock yeah in some form or another so uh but the obviously the the challenge was always about getting your tanks to shock without dying to you know uh nine shots from the medusas or even the las cannons from the sentinels 
so when this first kind of came about um people were thinking well actually and it was quite good to do a little bit of rules research myself um did you know for example that you can um tank shock from reserve so if you if you my tactic to stop um people coming onto a table edge for example that i don't want them to because i'm at the back line shooting out and i don't want them in my lines too soon it would be normally to kind of line up a conga line of troops right mm-hmm. and go well you know you can't now come onto the board because you can't go through my troops uh-huh. but, but you can tank shock from reserve and from outflank so basically i didn't know that you could but i'm not surprised that you can because it's still a movement isn't it it's yeah still... it is totally is right so um i mean i didn't think you could do it and then and then when you sort of mention it you think actually you know that does actually make perfect sense doesn't it it actually makes you know right now in, that mr reese is rubbing his hands together in, in a sort of a, a, a yeah so hopping <laughs> foot to foot in glee for sure so but you know rob being rob had, had probably either a, uh, inadvertently or advertently um considered this by uh but what you can't do or at least what you can't do without an faq as far as i'm aware is um ram, ram. from reserve so you just line the edge with the uh, exactly with, with the 21 vehicles so basically what you do is because the sentinels cost bobbins halfpenny each and there's 12 of them uh you can quite effectively line them up yeah. along the table edge Spaced to cover the 24 nine inches of a spartan apart well yeah or just big just as, i mean basically they have to be um less than a rhino plus two inches yeah because you know they, has, they can't you can't move between a model Within you know you an need inch. an inch either side right so basically all you need to do is to have a gap that is just slightly less than the width of a rhino plus two inches and you've done it right because now, the, the, the gnarly part is I don't know because it's not mentioned in the book and I couldn't find it. So here's how I think it might work. One or two ways. Either it will say you can't do it or if you do it, but you don't smash through to get your model, your Rhino, your Spartan, whatever, fully onto the board, then it's the just, vehicle would be lost, right? Because you can't deploy yeah, it. Because you can't deploy it. So it's a chance, but you'd have to smash through a gap in the in the flanking if you like um uh sentinels so sentinels along the edges to stop that nonsense which is great so people had even considered this you know so there were some really class lists and oh, it's really worth a listen the variety of them but um yeah the the one that was really cool i think uh there was a, the use of the mechanicum particularly using the trios armored conveyor which has that special ram thing on it Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty good against tank shocking and the like. The only thing is a lot of this was predicated on the fact that a tank shock would force um, the the lines of infantry back or a, away in some form. And yes, that, that would happen. But even if they failed a leadership test, bear in mind there's this discipline masters or whatever they are in the squads, which means if they fail a leadership test, he just you know executes D3 of them. Kill a couple and they stay there. Exactly. Like the plus, with the alchem- plus with the alchem jackers, if they fail a leadership test, they just become pinned. Exactly. So the chances of them running off the board are slim. Now, you can push into there. And the argument is that, you know, if you occupy a space where it was very, very densely packed with troops and you drive your Spartan into that space, then the troops have to go somewhere. And if they can't go somewhere, they, they are destroyed. So you could kind of drive your way through. And I think that was basically the tactic here was to. And also you can collect more than one squad 
which I thought was quite interesting. It doesn't stop. So if you can, you go the full 12 inches, for example, you could tank shock like three squads if you were lining them up, you know, very densely yeah. um, to try and do something. But yeah, whether you'd get them to run, I don't know. But you'd certainly get in that deployment zone and by that very nature, potentially prevent yourself from getting shot to death by the guns because there would be a chance you shot, but probably one worth taking, to be fair. So the other thing that was kind of predicated then on was this older argument about whether if you're a scoring unit inside a transport, whether you still score. And that, again, is another one of these lovely grey areas, I think, um, where it's it, when you first read it, you think, no, you have to get out. And we house rule it, don't we, at Company yeah. of Legends that says if you're in a vehicle and you're scoring, you know, and you want and it's one of those get out to claim the objective or, you know, to catch the objective for that turn. You've got to physically be out of the vehicle to do it. There is some gnarliness about the rules on this, to be fair, um, that could definitely do with some clarification, I think. So even I yeah. play it that way and I don't get out my Spartans if I don't have to. Yeah, I, I mean I think I tend to, um, which would make that tank shocking thing a little bit more difficult because space space wolves leave Spartans, is that I think yeah, that apparently has, they do. They're not yeah. welded to the inside. Oh. <laughs> no, they're not welded <laughs> to the inside. It becomes part of the decoration. Oh, oh I thought that's how they lived. Sometimes um, it gets sometimes it gets worse when they get out. Ask Henry Collier. So, so the, the 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 problem with of course getting into their sort of tank shock is that that does leave you with the potential of being flanked, you know, completely surrounded by these very cheap troop choices, um, which could be problematic, I think, because if they're surrounding you and they're within an inch of you, you can't get out of the <laughs> out of your rhino spot and whatever, because there's nowhere for you to go. So a lot of people have kind of combined a couple of um, interesting other things. And there was some fairly good shooting um, suggested. Heavy bolters figured quite heavily, um, yeah, simply yeah. because they're superb against this thing. Flamers, heavy flamers as well, um, would be fantastic because you're not getting, I mean, the levy, levy squad basically weigh, weigh sort of tissue paper and G-strings as armour. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, I think you're fine. That's the the uh, the, the classic uh, custodies armor. That's what standard that is. issue leather uh, pants, leather you know leder hose or something. But anyway, whatever happens, they 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 exactly. will they will die in droves. The other alternative uh, tactic a lot of other people use was to sort of fight fire with fire, if you like, and um, use uh, squads that are great at close combat. So there were some really good world eater lists out there. I thought. That was superb and the one that i think my my personal favorite out of all of them and there were some really good ones in there and it was fantastic to speak to everybody um but i think my probably my favorite one um was by um Lorgar jr um now he came up with a with quite a cool approach which was to use the um uh the right of war which is sacrificial offering right mm-hmm. so the sacrificial offering right of war gives you um i think that's his one sacrificial offering Ba, 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 ba. Yes, sacrificial offering. So basically, that means that you, you have to put some troops down at the beginning, which is the the militia part. But all of the um, uh, Astartes all come on outflank. Get outflank. Yeah, everything yeah. gets outflank. So sort of playing to that advantage. I'll I'll just run through. Um, it didn't mention it before, but he had a really cool list, which was basically using world eaters and um, putting them in in rhinos putting some uh, bigger squads in Spartans, you know, all of the, all of the tricks in the world. And to basically come in, he had a comms relay as well on the, because obviously if you take the out sacrificial offering, you've got to take a fortification. 
Mm-hmm. So he took a defence line with a comms relay, which is, of course, a great choice for this army because everything's coming on on reserve. You want to get that. Without one. Yeah, you would definitely want, wouldn't want want a chance that. But, yeah, basically, it's once these guys get in combat, um, so they've all got chainswords, um, they've all got rage, uh, you know, they are going to make a big mess. Yeah, there is a lot of attacks. The chain axe is just going to scythe down, um, you know, squads and squads of um, these marines. I think so. I think that had a reasonable chance. If you know, if everything had gone to plan, you would have had a reasonable chance. Yeah. Um, there were also some. Really, yeah, if, if that's the if, thing. If it doesn't fall fall to the uh, the sort of Congo lines around the edge, and if you can bring them on, and you're not forced to come on in front of all those guns. Well, the other thing yeah. that was really interesting, actually, was the way that, like, we mentioned this previously before we started recording, is that a lot of people realised that you would not kill this army, your army, as it stood. Mm-hmm. It would be impossible to kill it. But you could keep your units alive, which would mean you wouldn't get any scoring, score any score as a defender. And you can also, you get one point for everything killed in a challenge. So all you need to do is to get into a squad. And if you think about it, you can challenge the sergeant. And, and the, the discipline, discipline master, master. Yep. and if there's the HQ in there, and that's potentially three victory points or two, at least two victory points yep. for free, uh, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So they're, they're not difficult to kill. They literally are just, you know, yeah. wearing one of those um, so edible you know, panties, and that's literally it. Basically, so that that would be a very quick way of getting, you know, quite a few victory points quite quickly. Possibly twelve. All you got to do is, you know, even if that squad stays where it is and doesn't move. Um, you can just challenge out, you know, those guys, and you're going to kill one a turn, at least one a turn. Yeah, I think um, Kieran summed it up nicely when he said, "You'll never win by killing, but what you will do is win by playing the mission." Absolutely. So and it, it might was, be the it, secondary mission, but you'll it's still exactly. Yeah, and I think you're not going to get off the yeah. you're not going to get off the board edge from it. No, the, the mission we changed it to was the one that's in the book, the um, suicide mission, I believe it's called. Let me just get the deets. Right. Um, which is yeah look at me so I've been playing Blimmin Cyberpunk 27.7 and I'm speaking like can I make the standard comment that people are always saying are you the one person who it works for then? <laughs> actually I've been playing on Stadia no plug here obviously but it's superb on Stadia um, bloody ground so yeah basically this is you know you get a point for being in the deployment zone um, the defender gets two victory points for each unit they destroy which is pretty cool. With secondary objectives, each character killed in a challenge gets a victory point. And execution, enemy unit worked out by sweeping advances. Again, that would be technically Unlikely. Possible, but you would have to get rid of the discipline master first, right? Yeah, but if you challenge him out... Yeah, you, exactly. If you, if you challenge him out and you kill the um, force commander dude, the, the main HQ fella, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. The other Although one they, was, they yeah. don't leg it, do they? They just get pinned. Or is yeah. that, that's just in, no, that's just in shooting, isn't it? Alchem Jackers. Yeah, it is. The other so one that was really combat. cool was was Gauss List, and I was kind of expecting when Tim to do a, you know, a, a wall of of heavy bolters, you know, to basically, you know, shoot the living bejesus out of everything, you know, turn one and just flatten your troop choices um but he didn't he went for a really interesting choice which was um using black shields and using the um chimera thing and then oh, using yeah. these new bikes these hussar bikes right oh. which he says are broken and uh, after after listening to his thing which you can do you can see why because they can basically be they'll be oh. toughness six because the chimera thing gives them plus one toughness um and 
which makes them very hard for you guys to hit them back, being as you're strength three. And they've got rotor cannons, which can kill infantry in their pants. Exactly. And, you know, some really cool. So basically these bikes, you know, coming for and they've got hit and run, which is an oft overlooked thing. But basically that means that, you know, he can charge you in the turn that it's his shooting turn. So they stay there and then hit and run afterwards and then charge you again and just keep hammering you into oblivion. Hopefully, obviously it's getting the bikes there, but they will jink, of course. Um, and so that would be that would be useful, even with the Medusa guns, you know, which couldn't actually double them out. But I mean, they've only got one wound each anyway. Um, but you know, see what I mean? It, it could be quite a useful tactic. So I think that was another really good contender. But I mean, all of them were very well thought out. There was some a great Mechanicum list as well, which I really liked. Um, so, yeah, all in all, it was it was a really good, fun exercise. Um, a lot of people enjoyed it, I think, because it was we're not playing the game. And um, this was quite a nice little intellectual kind of diversion, I suppose, from, you know, having to think about these things again. But, yeah, definitely a really interesting sort of concept and a great little little challenge. I really enjoyed doing it. So there you go. So all in all, I think that the would it have won? I'd love to see it. I think that, that there's a chance, you know, some of them were predicated on getting turn one, for example, by using um, seize initiative buffs to make sure they got turn one yep. and for turn one, you know, using scout and infiltrate, for example, um, could get them really close. Um, well, you yeah. wouldn't be able to charge on that first turn, but you'd still be close enough to cause bother. So yeah, it was, um, it was a good exercise. One, yeah. One thing that I thought of when I was looking at it and I didn't write a full list, but I wrote the bit that I wanted to do most of the work basically. And I worked out that for 1,710 points, you can get 18 Myrmidon Destructors with Flamestorm template, the, the Torrent template irradiation engines in um, jumping out of Arvis lighters. Yeah. Which six of those Torrent templates are going to make I mean, a mess. The thing is, though, I mean, to be fair, they're so badly armoured that, you know, using Michael's... Um, death guard with all the heavy flamers in a rhino which is super cheap in comparison you know they they would just absolutely annihilate them if you could get them there without getting shot to death beforehand some lovely lovely volkite volkite of course even volkite you'd get office heavy bolters i mean that's one i'll tell you what i'll tell you what would do it if you could get in night castigators with the Volkite sword, because you just go, you chat, you just bring him, bring him back in, and you get everybody in base contact, and you're going to hit all and, of you. I mean, and Volkite I all could unleash the equal amount of demons, probably. I mean, that would. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that, actually, would, know, that, would, that would possibly work as well, you know, just to try and overwhelm them. Because I was looking, so, you know, that's what I'm doing. So they, one of the um, arch demons, one of the little things they can have is that they can have an attack against every unit that they're engaged with, every model in a unit. Mm. So you, yeah, so in theory... Yeah, that's what the, that's what the AP2 yeah. strength monster um, yeah. things. I mean, they could... It, it could that's, what the, that's the same as the Night Castigator. The Night Castigator has that with its sword, but the, that sword then has Deflagrate. So if you think you line 35 infantry up around that base, or however many it is, it hits all of them automatically, killing on twos, because it's strength yeah, 10 yeah. AP2. It only hit people it's in base contact with, though. Yeah, but you, you charge first and you go, uh, I'm striking initiative two, so you go first, lads. 
and you yeah, go yeah, crack on think they pile in you hit every single one of them mm. and then it's deflagrate because i did it at the first blood and glory i did it to a unit of 10 segment that charged in with um uh whatever it was and i went okay yeah no problem i'm so going yes. initiative two hit all of them and killed eight strength, reaper, strength reaper, 10 of souls on the, uh, reaper of souls on the reaper souls the arch demon bear in mind this is a strength nine beast uh, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't anything more than strength six is overkill for so, those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So Reaper of Souls, a model with this option may sa- choose to sacrifice normal attacks in close combat at strength nine AP two to make a number of attacks equal to the number of models in any one unit is locked in combat with. These attacks are resolved at half, rounding down its current strength AP two. So that's going to be strength uh, five, four, 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 five, four, because it'd be rounding down, isn't it? So yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of potential ways of doing it. It's not as crazy as all that. I'd love, um, to, see it. I'd love to do that. Though. I'd love to do it as well. I think it'd be really interesting. Um, just to, I mean, I'm sure we can probably cobble together at, at some point. I've, but I mean, I've I think probably it would be got a, about 100 guards in the loft. I think I've probably got about, uh, about 50. Um, but yeah, I think it's yeah. something we could we could look to do theoretically. <laughs> You know, to do a kind of theoretical uh, bunch of cultists flying around from from my hope to do a militia army. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, so I will maybe do maybe one day we'll be able to do twenty-five mil bases. Yeah, but twenty-five mil bases blank. But I do think it was a lot of fun to be honest with you as an exercise in in yeah. in, in sheer uh, craziness. It was it was quite a lot of fun. So maybe something that we'll you'll have to come up with another equally horrible list at some point. Um, <laughs> Rob, I'm sure that won't be difficult. And, uh, I'll do my best. Out there. But, yeah, I, don't so, think I, could, I, don't, I don't think I could beat that one. I so do all in all, think I yeah, I think all in all, I think it's in that particular mission with everything stacked in, in its favour, right? it goes first. You're not having to move them. They can just shoot out or they can just tarp it. They're kind of semi-fearless. It's a difficult army to beat. But I think, you know, the, the and great and the good... in the reserves as well. Yeah. The greater the good. Go on. Yeah. yeah, I think is it six lightnings that are in the list? I can't remember. Is it just the three? three. Just the three. Three. Yeah. Just the three. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just eight yeah, eighteen crack and penetrate. Actually I'll tell you what though, that did also another thing that, that came up was uh how potentially good the um the new missile rack is for the Derradeo, which yeah. I hadn't considered, you know, the new one. Uh, yeah. I think I've kind of given it you know, oh, I mean yeah. to be fair, I mean an Arcus would be better anyway, but it's got a longer range this has. Um and they can also fire independently. So I think there's like four missiles, and they can each hit a different target. Um, to find it for you quickly. Yeah, the uh, yeah. get something we 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 uh, we've still got to do um, a section on heavy heavy support at some point. Hmm. Uh, let me have a Derrida. But yeah, the Derrida has got this, and and I think four of them can hit different targets, which would make it sitting there waiting for the lightning to come on and potentially shoot them down because it also gets rerolls and you can't can't take a jinx save against these missiles either. So we've got the not the Alios. Is it the Boreas? Oh, Borealis. Yes. Borealis. Yeah. yeah, so strength eight, uh, 48 inches, strength eight, AP2, heavy one, heat seeker, independent. Uh, yeah. Independent Tra- tracking, spaced wrongly. Uh, it's only one use. Yeah, so you uh, can, but you could almost, there's a good chance you could bring two of those lightnings down, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, no, that's true. So, yeah, it was, like I said, it was a huge amount of fun to do this, and it was really great to see people get behind it. So, yeah, thank you very much, everybody who contributed, um, wrote in to us, and also took some time to, to be on the show. It was great to speak to you all. 
but I think it is it is beatable, and I think there's a combination of different things of Mechanicum or you know using these different rights of war, uh, World Eaters, Black Shields, the new bikes, which are definitely something I'm going to watch out for in the future. So it's been a really great learning experience as well. So yeah. thank you very much, folks. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. objective Santa got in his last game. Slay the Warlord.